2: Uh, I'm James. I'm Dan. And I will not make Carlos introduce himself while he's eating. I've, so I'm just going to say, welcome, Carlos. And uh, how you guys those, doing? Yeah, as For those who uh, know, Carlos Lysing from Castle Entertainment has graced us with uh, his presence, which is awesome. He's going to be here for the whole Halloween special, episode seventy-one. Episode seventy-one, Dan. Can you believe it? It's Crazy.
1: amazing. Carlos, what are you eating? Are you eating Count Chocula, Frankenberry, or Blueberry?
0: Neither. I, I busted into the—I um, I live up like 100 yards up a private road, and so I busted in the Halloween candy because we won't get any kids. We never <laughs> do. So this was a Snickers bar that I decided I would just—I uh, would partake of. I need my energy to, for, uh, for what's ahead of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. what you, Strap in. It's going to be a wild <laughs> ride. I heard the grog line. Didn't you guys hear that? There's the grogline. No, I don't think so.
2: But hey, oh, right. who knows? I, but right. uh, so where are we where are we where are us? Where are we
1: today, Dan? We be in Spyrak apparently, layer seventy one. Uh, this layer was a perpetual wilderness that resisted any attempt at civilization. I mean you're in the abyss who's trying to be Who's trying to colonize that area it's dense fern forests and weeds quickly consumed any buildings until not even their ruins remained so there's like general contractors in the abyss <laughs> apparently right i mean they're building buildings for that reason the layer had no ruler and served as hunting grounds for demon lords seeking game such as i've never heard of these things yeth hounds vors and nightmare beasts you guys have any clue Yes, Hound's monster manual 2. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good thing we got Carl. you need Carlos. You on more often. Atop one of the central mountains of the lair. Actually, correction.
2: We don't Carlos just just to do the show and we should not be here.
1: We <laughs> provide no value. Isn't actually we've tricked Carlos this is a trap. <laughs> That's right. You, you don't know. It, but we're we're handing, back. We're handing That's the right. show over to you at the end of this. That's right. uh, I That's can't right, wait. Thanks. It'll be awesome. That's great. There you go. We're Same. both going to kill ourselves. Okay. Atop one of the central mountains of the lair, there was a pool that had the power to rejuvenate a mortal that bathed in it. The price was to surrender part of one's free will to Sanylan, a demon lady. Who's, I like how a demon lady. Like that's should, a great song. That's almost like an '80s song. Demon, demon
2: lady? lady, I'm in or love 70s. with a demon I, I lady. It sounds,
0: like, it sounds like something Rainbow would do,
2: right?
1: <laughs> Rainbow, that's, oh, right. Ronnie James Dio. that's Ronnie right. James Dio, right?
0: It's like it's like right after Terra Woman on Rising, I think. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. it's a strange it phrase was... to use for a demon. She's such a nice demon lady. <laughs> you know. Yes, she is. That's that's hilarious. She's in the depth uh, of the pool. So there we are. We're in this. Uh, there's a lot of game. There's herd. There's there's abyss herd animals.
2: Abyssal abyssal herd animals. That's right. Well, very good. Abyssal herd animals. Um, yeah, that's also a, a good thing. Dio song. Yes, that's right. That's what we're thinking. Demon lady. Um, we've got our friends from around the world. We got folks in Japan, Canada. it Looks like Sweden. So um, I want to give a shout out to you, James. Actually, about your friends from around the world.
0: Castle Entertainment was just contacted a couple days ago by one of your fans in Belgium who had heard about us through your show. So I owe you guys a, a debt of gratitude for that, and uh, your reach is, is incredibly far. I was I was impressed.
1: <laughs> well, Carla, yes. it's it's the eight a.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> I, I think we, we I don't care sure right. how you do it. You did it. I, that was I was impressive as far as I was concerned. Yeah, that was the plan. I said, James, we should do 8 a.m. Eastern Time so we can get people in other parts of the world. But, you know, the downside of this, of course, is that our U.S. ratings are in the toilet always, right? Sometimes we don't even yeah. have a rating in the U.S.
2: We are, um, I forgot which Two forty-eight. we are.
1: 248.
2: Well, well, we, well besides that, oh. we are, uh, we're, um, I, I, it's escapes. We're the band that's good in the U.K., but no one cares, you know. Yeah. In, at home um, no um, one cares about
1: us yes yes well um what was the uh, that rock band in the 80s it was all women don't say bangles don't say go Go's. Uh, vixen? Uh, no not vixen but good one um oh I can't remember they played with Lemmy a lot well maybe that'll be L7. Something.
2: oh oh no the um L7.
1: Something. no girls school is what I'm thinking of girls school right girls school was never really popular in the US but they were, right there's UK very popular in the UK I believe right? I think so. All right. Yeah. The, Moving on.
0: As girl school, actually, I right. thought those were dudes. Actually, in girl school, aren't I they think guys? It, no.
1: No. I'm pretty well, sure. It's hard they were to tell the difference to with the '80s bands. So I understand <laughs> that, but I think you, you, you were, Carlos. You were you you were attracted to people you, you didn't realize you you you. Yeah, you I know, that's awesome. I, I never knew that.
0: Oh, I'm, I, I'm liberated, man. I can I can handle that. Okay.
1: You're like that's fine. That's fine. You
0: know.
1: <laughs> Wait. Poison, Poison was dudes. Oh no, my right. god! I
2: draw the line there. The worst band of all time. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> controversy here. Yo, yeah, that was that's half our fan base here. The guys from <laughs> Poison. So Ricky
0: Rocket is out there watching this show right now. Banging Ma-
2: his fists on his table. That's right. Yeah. Brett Michaels was going to be on next week. He probably lost. <laughs> he probably lost three or four of the follicles of hair he still has. Uh, that's rough. I like. All him. right, so
1: Carlos fits right in,
2: in, doesn't he? Our, as he does, but our our fans are concerned they're, they've tuned into the wrong podcast. Right. So, um, <laughs> okay. uh, so uh, some quick uh, announcements. Uh, GrogCon, as you know, is delayed till next year. We're hoping for the April time frame. Uh, we still have no additional news. I don't think we'll probably hear something till the beginning of New Year. Is that correct, Dan, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, it would help if I hadn't dropped off of Facebook. I'd probably be more connected to the... That, uh, that that uh, group. <laughs> okay. Crucible. This is my only connection with Crucible, was really, through Facebook. I didn't really think about that before dropping off of Facebook, but uh, I'll figure out how to get in contact with them before April. Okay.
2: And uh, and of course, if it is and if it's safe to travel, we, um, Amanda and Carlos and the whole clan from Car- Castle Entertainment should be able to come down. We'd love to have them. Uh, It'll be a, can't a good time.
0: We can't wait, man. It's been too
1: long. We need to we need to throw some dice together. It is kind of exactly. It is kind of sad that we were saying like we're going to be like, you know, the convention, people are dying for gaming when we thought it was going to be in October. And now we're like we may be that, but it's April, but it is what it is.
2: Exactly. So, um, by the way, today is the last day for giveaway. So every month um, to our patrons, which we really appreciate. We give away something. Uh, we've got, we've been giving away stuff from Angry Dwarf and Vic. Uh, I, I w- we will be showing our new toys that we got in the mail, Ooh. which, again, very exciting. And uh, what's great about having Carlos on is he can go over each of the products and I kind can. of explain it. And, and we will go, and so you'll be very excited, and, and these will be in the bucket of stuff we will give away. Look at that um, pretty again, packaging done by Amanda Rue. I was a that I had anything to do with that well I, I posted a video of me look you know ogling the box on Twitter because uh, it's super fun so we're gonna uh, so if you are a patron uh, today uh, no, next time we uh, have a show which is November 14th you'll be eligible for what we draw uh, and you'll get a prize which is super cool so again thanks to Carlos and Amanda for sending that to us absolutely and My pleasure uh, uh, Swedish Challenge, yes, right, Belgium. We are moving up in Belgium thanks to our, our friends there. And uh, 151 in Japan, i got to talk to Menion. Perhaps he can find who that other person who listens to us over there and see why they're not listening anymore. Uh, kind of work on that. But we do have an iTunes review. And speaking of Belgium, Best RPG Podcast in Belgium. I really enjoy this podcast. Thanks to this podcast, I went to my attic and dug up my 35-year-old AD&D stuff. We need to find where he lives. He's probably got some good stuff. Yeah. We should. Uh, I yeah. think I know exactly it. who that is. I think that that's the gentleman that contacted me. Uh, Vincent yep, is that's his him. name. That's him. And uh, thanks a lot, guys, for giving me my hobby back. That's awesome. So thanks to Vince for... Um, doing an itunes review if please if you feel so inclined to an itunes review for us that always helps and you know because uh, then people can know
1: and what's what interesting too with people like vincent who come out of the deep freeze you wonder how it happened so you wonder you know how did he decide to look up podcasts on 1e something must have you know sparked his interest after 35 years so i always find that interesting
2: yeah, well, hopefully if he hears this, he can uh, send us a note. Uh, you can send it at info at GrodCon.com, or we're on Twitter. So um, an, another one. And speaking of that, we're on Discord. Our Discord channel is doing really well. We're very happy with that. People are setting up games, uh, which is you know the whole purpose of why we did this, so people can play 1E games. It's super, uh, super fun. So if you go out, uh, the Discord link is in the link of this, and we'll also put it on our uh, website. Come and join us. That's, it's awesome. Super fun. Uh, okay. I, oh, oh, I almost forgot the, most impo- the next most important thing. Flipping and Turning. Issue two is moving forward. If you want to submit to uh, the second episode or second issue of Flipping and Turning, please send your submissions to editor at grogcon.com. That's Rob. Or you can go out to Discord and ping him. Uh, submissions are due November 30th, so you have a homework assignment. Be, when you're on Thanksgiving break get your stuff done. Uh, Dan, you have your article ready?
1: I do do not have my article ready, uh, but I've I've got an idea, and I want to mention it while it's still on my mind, and if if Rob is listening or listens at some point, maybe he'll he'll agree that this is a good idea. You know how, and, and I thought about this as I was going through the October Dragon magazine, you know how so many of these strange monsters they say they're created by this you know crazy magic user and use the following spells and there's like a list of five spells i thought it'd be fun you know to randomly roll i'm not saying we do this it would be rob randomly roll like five spells and say okay if you had these five spells to create a monster what would that monster be what what do you think oh Oh, i think that's really cool that's a good idea Thank you. Thank you. But you have to say that because you're being polite. You're our guest. See, James. No, he doesn't. Right?
0: No, no. I'd I, tell I you think... if I thought it was a terrible one. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, it sucks. <laughs> he would say it. it was,
1: so. Yeah. Just silent crickets. Giant crickets. So, all right. That's all. I wanted to get that out there while it was on my mind. So, uh, there you go, uh, Robert. Like
2: the homunculus. It's basically the homunculus, which, again, was so fascinating when, you know, you, you, we have these books for decades and, you know, we're talking about mending and how terrible it is. And David Thompson, of course, the Chamberlain for Australia, goes, that's how you make the homunculus. And we're like, what? Oh. And we go back and like, there it is. So, yeah. So it's that kind of. So basically, you're stealing the homunculus thing. You know, what would we do if we whipped up a bunch of spells? Well, what would come out? Exa- ex- exactly. Exactly. I love it. That's right? good. No, that's good. Thank you. You're full of good ideas. Don't, don't sell yourself short, buddy. That's uh, hey,
1: what's going on. Here? Wait, what's happening? Is it because I only have like, what, two years to live without dying?
2: Yeah, you only have two years left. That's right. That's that. Is that what it is? You're
1: starting to be nice to me. I'm
2: always nice to you. You are. I'm kidding. You are. (laughs) you're just, it's rough. It's rough. You're rough this morning. You're trying to get into a fight. I know. We're going to die later. We're dying later. So don't, don't, don't move forward for it. So I know, Carlos, you were not able to um, partake in the Dragon 42. I don't know if you got a chance to review it or not. Um, but you know we are no, celebrating yeah. 1980. So if you could, I would be happy to share my screen if you want. I could share Dragon Forty Two so you could play along. Uh, no, go ahead. I will. Uh, I'll just pull it up right here. I have all my my source materials right here. Right. Okay. With perfect. Me. So you got it. Excellent. So you said Dragon Number Forty yep, Two. Dragon Forty Two is what we're going to uh, uh, we're going to go over because it's you know 1980 and we're reviewing all the white Dwarves and dragons from that year. Oh, very nice cover too. Yeah. So I'm gonna. F- so unfortunately Carlos this is not a reflection of your visage or your uh your look but I'm going to I'm kind of co- obscuring you so that our fans can see that so I do apologize. Perfectly fine with me. Uh so later if you look back and go why does James hate me it's not that's not that. So <laughs> All right so we are looking at Dragon 42 which is um obviously the Halloween special. So the cover is halfway decent. Um you know they they go back and forth. It's a little fun, Halloween esque, right, Dan? Oh, you're chewing, so I will not bother you. See
1: it anyway for whatever reason.
2: But I hey, I can't hear happened. you now. Your like your sound is really bad. Did you do something? Yeah, it's because your
1: mic is over your head. Exactly. Okay, there you go. So, um, yeah, I can't. I can't see it, but that's you know I remember. Okay, it, yeah. And it was a. Pretty-
2: All right. So the next thing I have on my thing, Dan, is they talk about Gen Con, which again I'm not going to go over too much. Uh, There's a lot of luminaries in this magazine. Uh, Gary has a thing. Jim Ward, uh, uh, Jim Ward's uh, adventure is in here. Um, Kind of a, it almost reminded me what you said. uh, Janelle Jakeways wrote the kids with bikes kind of thing because it's more of a, it's AD and D, but it's more of a modern adventure. Do you know? Is is that fair?
1: Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's kids going into I think a haunted house, and so yes, that's that's correct.
2: Oh man, Len Lakofka, rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, we were going to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he 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 wrote a very good article about the uh, planes, and for those who may have not heard, uh, you know, last week or so, um, Len after battling, I think, leukemia for a while, uh, unfortunately passed from it. Um, you know, someone who, uh, I'm, and actually, probably Carlos knows way more than than Dan and I do. Just you know, really one of the people who had contributed so much to this this hobby do you have any other thoughts on that carlos well for those of you guys who are enthusiasts of the world of greyhawk he's really an
0: important creator because not only did he write l1 through 3 which are secret of, secret of bone hill um assassin's knot and deep dwarven delve which all take place on the lendor isles uh gary gygax um allowed him to help shape the world of Greyhawk by creating the Sewell pantheon of gods, mm. essentially. Um, those uh, The gods of, of the Sewell were all created and and, and they were uh, developed by Len. Um, you know, he uh, he was a very important creator. Uh, this is an addition to stuff like Liaman's Tiny Hut and all the references to Liaman that are sprinkled through the world of Greyhawk's history. So, yeah, the, he was um, very important creator. Um The man himself, uh, he he was he was a bit uh, prickly from time to time. Not going to
2: lie, but he, um, yeah, he was a monster creator. Mm. Yeah, I know he had um, you know so much content, and and it was interesting because you know some of it was very held the orthodoxy, and others it was very clear. Like he had his own vision of how he saw AD&D in this case, uh, first edition. Some of it was definitely. Well, this is what I would do, and you know I think that is uh you know a sign of people really taking the game seriously you know the the people that I know when they 're interested in either expanding the canon or changing rules it 's usually not because uh, they want to change it it 's because they 're so passionate about what they want to get out of the game right. that they do that, so again um, we we extend our thoughts to the, to Len's family uh, during this difficult time. Uh, but he does write an article in here.
1: Yeah, and I always, you know, so he he reviewed, right, as I understand it, he reviewed the manuscripts of the Player's Handbook and the GMG. That is correct. Uh, right, and Friday comments to Gary. And, and, and do, do we know if we know what changes he was responsible for? Because, you know, if, I, if we had had him on the show, and we certainly were hoping to, uh, have had him on the show, and that obviously didn't happen. Uh, but um, I would have been interested to know what what changes did he suggest that happened. Uh.
0: Len's probably his best-known uh, rule set that he is responsible for was actually employed in um, the book that shall not be named, as you guys like to call it. Uh, Len was responsible for creating a, a class released in, Dun- in Dragon Magazine called The Archer. Hmm. And the archer had a certain set of skill mechanics based around it that would end up being the basis for weapon specialization.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. And, very, yeah. Very interesting.
0: Instead of just having an archer class, there was a specialization that was added towards the fighter classes to make all of them a bit more robust and, and uh, because there was the the argument back in the day, and I, I can't understand why this all oh, why this happened, but uh, that the fighters were so grossly underpowered in A D and D. Nobody wanted to play a fighter, a straight fighter. So um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was it was the um, that the weapon specialization certainly um, empowered them dramatically.
1: Yeah, I know that. Right. That, that was a significant yeah. change to be sure. So. And
2: uh, N- uh, Nistel's is what, uh, Dorgrim is saying as well, uh, on the chat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people think that that's attributed to Dennis Nistel. I-, I thought it was, uh, and it's not, it's actually Len. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, well, we'll, we'll, look at his, uh, uh, contribution to this. So kind of what, um, my highlights to this and Dan, you can chime in. So the first thing is out on the limb, uh, a, so the first letter is about basically, you know, we've talked about uh, women in um, D&D and the writer Catherine's like, hey, if uh, people don't like what the, you know, women are 10 percent of the hobby, if people don't like women, don't like what they see, they should take their money and go somewhere else. So it's um, interesting to and, see that perspective back then.
1: And who's the author of that letter, James? Catherine Kerr. If you Google – I believe if you Google that, Mm -hmm. I believe she's a – she becomes a – she writes for the Dragon magazine. She submits stuff. And she she
0: becomes quite a famous author as well.
1: Isn't that interesting? It's so neat to see that, isn't it, where it's just this letter and, and yeah, and, and then you Google these names. And, and it turns out that they are; they become famous authors. So that's right. So yeah, I thought that was interesting too. But so they were complaining, right? So so people were complaining. Back, I mean, we still deal with this, right? They were complaining back in the day right. about you know the image of the, you know the female character scantily clad and all that. And so that's, it. I mean, yeah, we saw that you know happening back then. So yeah, I, yeah, I like that letter.
2: And um, then later there's another article of someone who's was taking a, taking issue with how women were being. Adjusted their stats, and you know, people taking it a little too seriously one way or another. So,
1: yeah, because the very because because female right. So there's if you're a female character, it's only negative for you, right? Because you you're limited in your strength, and and I think what apparently um, someone had written in that well, you need to give some negatives for men. Their dexterity should be like a max <laughs> of 17 or something. Yeah.
0: This again, it's funny that you should have said your your comment about this, James, was especially salient because this is something we're still still dealing with today. I mean, this is a major controversy right now in the five E game. Yeah. So it's it's funny how history really does it's our history as gamers does not see any of these issues being resolved.
1: Essentially, (laughs) this is bad. Right. That's actually the bad news that this has been going on since 1980. And it's now what you know. Forty years it's on. 40 years, Forty years on. And so in in twenty in twenty sixty, they'll still be having yeah. uh, having that debate. So, so, so um,
2: speaking of that, on page five is a, a, a it says, "Wasn't nineteen eighty fun? Iran and Afghanistan elections and scandals, drought and disaster. Now we have a look forward a year looked forward to in nineteen eighty one with Days of the Dragon. You could just literally replace nineteen eighty with 2020. Like we just said. Yes, you could. You know, what yeah. wasn't 2020 fun. <laughs> it was on page five of the oh. Dragon, so I I took a chuckle when said that. nobody whatsoever.
1: <laughs> and my disappointment is it's very hard to find Days of the Dragon magazines nowadays, and that's very disappointing, right? Because we look for the 1980, right. and you can't find it. And I'm sure that uh, Carlos... Uh, I would assume that Darlene had because I think Darlene contributed to that
0: Yeah, one. I was. It was funny you should say that. I was just thinking to myself, if Darlene, I wonder if she has a copy of it. I'll have to ask
2: her about that.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. What's What's next? Because I do. I there, there's some in there that I really liked. I liked this edition a lot. There is. So that. So this uh, probably the favorite issue. I've the next piece of
2: artwork is f- is
0: fabulous. Yeah, so
1: it
2: says things to tease, tempt, and terrify, which again I find interesting. Because they have uh, speaking of a semi-naked uh, or fully naked woman looking over by a goat de- deity uh, demon with skeletons. So, didn't we just oh, go wait. into the satanic panic that they were trying to humiliate people with
1: this? So that's one. Gonna... It gets worse with our friend friend Lou Pulser later in this issue. But is that the one? I assume that was a. Um... Um Orcus. It does look like Orcus. Yeah, it is. It's gotta be Orcus. Okay. I love that picture. So I didn't, I didn't see the one I don't see it up here, but I remember looking at it and just absolutely loving it. Because number one, i never thought of Orcus as sort of like this, like he's got like this big belly, doesn't he, in this picture? Yeah. And he's like sitting there on this throne. Right. And I just had this image of Orcus as just sort of like this, you know, big sort of heavy set king. And that, you know, and the poor skeleton—he looks frightened. Doesn't that skeleton look like he's not unintelligent? Doesn't that skeleton look like he's in big trouble?
2: Yeah, he looks like, um, yeah, like yeah, he's got that kind of uh, pout. He's a pouting <laughs> skeleton almost. Yeah.
1: Is that me, I didn't mean it, sir. I'm sorry. It just gave me this idea of Orcus, you know, like. Having a personality, right, and having these poor skeletons scared to death of this guy, you know. So I loved that picture. Literally, <laughs> <I just,
2: laughs> yeah. Literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> but the
1: yes. yeah. I just loved that picture. But good
2: to have the naked woman there as as you're trying to uh, prevent uh, the you know satanic panic, which was always the thing. So, moving. Did you imagine Catherine Kerr opening up Dragon Magazine, going, "Oh my
0: God, my letter, my letter got published in this one. This is awesome! I'm buying a bunch of copies right. of it." Then she turns a couple pages.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: They got me. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, the, <laughs> suckered me again. So the next one is demons, devils and spirits. And again, I'm keep looking back and going, I mean, you can do a lot of Halloween things. And you know, we Carlos, we read a few articles back going they had an they had a uh, advertisement for, Hey, if you're a cleric or some, you know, person who plays D and D, let us know because, you know, they were already starting to deal with this and I guess right. here they're going full, eh, we'll figure it out. So I was interested.
0: Maybe what they're trying to do is they're trying to embrace the whole, you know, no, no, no advertising
2: is bad advertising, you know? Yeah. yeah. So there is a new, some new demons or or not even demons. They're creatures and spirits that you can flavor your. (laughs) So I read the Aspirin. (laughs) Uh, Dan, asperm, the Latin for rough, bitter, harsh, particularly in the sense of exasperation. Exasperation is the key word to describe the asperm's personality. The asperm are sort of super imps. They take delight in annoying any creature near them, in frustrating others and torturing them mentally. They're not actively evil. Whatever physical harm they do is usually accidental. Now, who does that sound like? Gnomes. Or? Or or what? Or you. I thought of you. Me? Yes. I've, I I'm know. You, you're, you're the aspirin. I have a I have a class for you now. They're lesser yeah. devils. Uh, let's see, because they when uh, <laughs> the Asperim, if Asperim information will always direct the party along the worst path possible. <laughs>
1: I did like that. They will not yes.
2: give the same answer twice in a row to the same question. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. Okay, if you say so. Okay, if yes, you say so. I say so. so. What, what yeah. did you like about this uh, this article? Anything specific?
1: What, what were the ones? Because I can't see it. Uh, which was I don't the ha- think, ha- hamucale,
2: I really think the Hamaculi or Hakamuli. Yeah. Ha- I'll say uh, the Aspirin, the uh, Apollon for the Greek destroyer, and the yeah. Seraphis.
1: Now I don't think any of those really excited me that much. I mean, there were I like, and, and I guess it's not part of this. I like that the well spirit. Okay, that's later. Yeah, that's in the that's later. Yeah, ter- no, nothing really. Terrible me monsters
2: this kind of thing. Then you had the yeah. um, possessors, uh, the new evil, the possessors, and these creatures that obviously possess people. And there's a whole thing of possession, which again. We're so worried about being labeled as satanic panic. You've got literally how to possess people,
0: <laughs> and they name check Satan in this right. article multiple right. times. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that's right.
2: That's right. It's the oh. Shem Slem, the uh, the second to Satan's lieutenant. I mean, you know, just have the Woo. just have the pentagram out and sacrifice. You know, here's a cookbook. Oh right wow, there. so
1: that's good stuff. Exorcisms. And it, and it, yeah, and it gets better. Right. Then
2: the next one right. is Patron Demons. Yes, so uh, page twelve by our dear friend Lou Pulsifer,
1: making a making a pact with a demon, selling your soul right. to a, <laughs> to rock and roll. Yes, how to go about it? And, and you know, so I do like this article, and I think we may have talked about this with Lou. But you know, so like, oh my god, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you
0: what do you do with this i mean i'm reading the example right now this is classic
1: yeah, this is great. it's like a mess do, do, do you actually as a pc be like yeah dm i was reading i got the latest dragon magazine and i would like to do this i am um, i, I us in
0: 1980s terms okay we ride our bikes over to james as okay and james is our dm right, right. Hey, james it, it, since TSR is publishing Dragon, those rules are official, right? We can use stuff from there, right? Yeah, you don't tell him yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. He's trying to play Atari or whatever. Exactly. Right, right. You and me look at each other so excited. We're going to yeah. sacrifice some elves.
1: That, that article is, is wonderfully disturbing. I mean, what's so great about it, it's written just so straight-faced, of course. You know, like, it's like nothing. So, number one, what are you doing with so so for those of you to get everyone up to speed, right, and then probably seeing is this is a way for you to have a patron demon to sell your soul to this demon. And then of course, you know, you gotta keep your end of the contract. And what you mean you need to it's like a lot of sacrifices. Right. I mean it's a lot you, gotta, you gotta keep
2: it going. Which again goes back to what we've talked about if you're, sacri- if you're selling your soul, you're going. You 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 don't want to end up as just the mains that's going to be ripped apart by a demon. You're you're going to run up the score so you can, hopefully, go yeah. to go to the abyss and and you know, be on the fast track to become something pretty good. So
1: yeah, at least, at least okay. be like.
2: In the past. beggars to me, okay, is the very first sentence of this thing
0: though. Any chaotic evil player characters hold the presses right here, okay. Right. Or, is this really where we're going with our campaign? Is that what you're, is this, is this what we want to do here? I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. not advocating not playing evil characters or whatever, but y- you don't do that so cavalierly. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause you would have, and I can't remember, I don't have it up in front of me, but you have, you have to be, you have to be chaotic evil.
0: Yeah. yeah I'm looking at that right yeah. here. It's the very okay. first light in it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm chaotic. Right. So I'm, number one, I'm playing chaotic. Yes, you are. So that – you're absolutely right, Carlos. So number one, that means you've got a chaotic evil character, which is somewhat – huh? And then number two, yeah, then you have to like, okay, I want to sell my soul to a demon. And then I guess – so I mean I guess this is the way that, hey, I don't like anything in the deities and demigods. I don't like that divine intervention. I want demonic intervention. Um, But yeah, the thing that's most disturbing is that you've got to then – your character has to have a bunch of side adventures where you you sacrifice people – Else and yeah and okay and then the frequency please
0: tell me that's actually happening off camera like you're telling your dm hey we're gonna hand wave this even if you're going to go down that road, please tell me you're not playing yeah.
1: that out. Yeah. yeah. Could, could, you, could you see that? That's like the beginning of the session. So James says, like, he's got the game. We're like, you know, Carlos, you're there. You brought the Cheetos. You know, yeah, I got yeah. it, the Mountain Dew. And mm-hmm. we got other, uh, there are other friends. And like, okay, we got any administrative issues? James says, yeah, um, I'd like to try to buy, I'd like to buy a longsword. Is there one in town and all that? And we're like, yeah, we'd like to sell our, uh, Carlos and I have been talking and we'd like to sell our souls. Right. To a particular demon. And uh, is and there a
0: slave? You, tr- you can just hear a pin drop in the room. Right? James crunches on a Cheeto,
1: and echoes in the room. An orange cloud pops out as <laughs> he kind of does. really do it. He sprays. it coughs. Or you them, bring like, or it's
2: like Jubilex for a second. <laughs> right. Or you bring the you know, you, you bring the. You you bring in someone, hey, we're playing Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, I heard it's a scary game. No, 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 it's not scary at all. And, and Elves and, pick these right. and and, and is it about, you know, is it okay for women? Oh, yeah, sure. It's it's very, you know, it's, it lets you play. So this poor person shows up and, you know, Dan goes. Catherine Kerr shows up. She drives over your hey, house. Dan, Dan, <laughs> oh, we're in trouble. The party's in trouble. Okay, well, I, you remember I sacrificed those 100 elves last time. I've banked up like a 58% chance of getting a, a minor deity yeah. to help, so I'm going to roll that. And the, the you know, right. uh, oh well, you know, are there, are there some small children around here I can sacrifice on my portable altar yeah. so I can get a maximum chance here because. And then Dan just looks over Catherine. Don't
0: worry, they were all guys, That's right?
1: Right. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah. Where did we leave off last time? Yeah, I was about to sacrifice that small child. Okay, let's go ahead and roll for that. You know, yeah.
2: And the example is just so great. It feels like something you take on the SAT or a standardized test. A 6th level magic user sacrificed 12 captured elves all together in the last (laughs) 4 weeks. He has not called his patron (laughs) demon in that time. Calculate his chance of success and it gives you you know, you have to figure out the formula. Assuming he succeeds and he rolls this, he could get a prince, a lesser demon, or the remainder of the monster or monster summoning spell. He gets a, and then he determined the type of demon. It's just awesome. It's great. It's
1: hilarious because it's so straight faced. Yeah, that's, that that article is a winner.
2: So the next one is that the next- Restless Dead, which I kind of passed over. I mean, I get it.
1: No. it's good. Stop. Stop. But... No,
2: it's great. That's great. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm Glad you read it. What what's what makes it so great?
1: No, this is wonderful. Because remember, it was in one of the last issues we read, where it was. It's basically. Rules designed to create a disincentive for party members to loot, to loot the dead body. Right. Which is great to know that 40 years they were doing that too, right? I mean, that's like you know, don't feel bad. It's been going on for 40, 50 years now that the party just loots the dead body, and it was it was rules to create an incentive to actually to, to bury the bodies to not loot, right? To bury it. And to not loot the body, you had to pay the money. I always complained about this. I'm like, you know, if you're lawful good, you can't be, like, looting the body. There's probably a will. There's there's an order of inheritance here for who's getting the stuff. You're stealing. And so, which, you know, isn't a lot of fun uh, to say.
0: To what I take out of this, the first thing that, that jumps out to me about this that I think is really cool, you notice the first monster that they mention is the haunt mm-hmm. in here. Yeah, yeah. The haunt's first appearance, if I unless I'm wrong here, is a two Secret of the Slavers and I'm not wrong. That was released in 1981. This book is released in 1980, so this actually predates. Yeah, it.
1: very cool. Very cool. And uh, that is very cool. Yes, yeah, very interesting. And I thought so. This was a remember you had to pay what the wear guilt, guilt or whatever, and you know the widows whatever. Yeah. And this is this is a DM saying that's not enough. You need more, and so when you do not bury the body properly or pay the money to the widow, then depending on the alignment, you either get a haunt or you get a skeleton a zombie, which I loved. Did you read that? The zombie turns into a skeleton. The flesh falls off the zombie slowly, and it turns into a skeleton, or you get a vampire, and they, they, they hunt you down. They haunt you.
0: And, Why are you and, worried about this since we're all playing evil characters anyway? I you know, evil right?
1: Characters. Yeah, right, exactly, right? I'm just going to call my patron demon. So, like, these are my buddies. Like, you know, hey, guys. So I love this, man. This is a way to mess with – like, I don't know what you really do with this. I mean I know it's not a lot of fun. It's not an adventure. But I just think it was hilarious that there's, you know, it comes back and it haunts you. It bothers you. You know, the party deserves that for looting the body. Um, yeah. And the zombie touches you or something and you turn into a zombie. I love all that stuff. Yeah.
2: I thought it was great. Well, this is basically D&D probate. If you do not figure out, yes. if you don't yes. fill out your golden rod character sheet and make the will very explicit and people don't honor it, then you get D&D probate, which is nasty, expensive, full of lawyers, right. full of rules, bad things right. happen. You know, you, right. you got it. you know, so put on your, fill out your, fill out your character sheets, people, and say, if I die, this is what, pe- I give my sword to Bob, I give this to that, and give the rest to charity or whatever, and the other players need to honor it. That's the system. If not, then bad things happen.
1: Sounds like a commercial. Do you want to avoid probate? Exactly. Years of being in City of Greyhawk probate court. Notice on use goldenrod character sheets, right? You'll see the will there. So make it, and you need to make sure it's witnessed by uh, two two citizens. I, I, so I, I
2: assume so. So at least that's the rule. So, the right.
1: well, I, so I it, it. it was good. I like.
2: Yeah, it. I should. I'll probably read it again. I,
1: to be to I, be frank, we should use those rules if we run a campaign. I want to use those rules, so you should read it.
2: Okay, that that will be the focus of the campaign: the character death and and its adjudication. That's yeah. great. Awesome. Sounds good. The, pro- the
1: probate campaign. <laughs>
2: that I, that sounds, I, go back, sounds I go back to Carlos's thing about lawyers. That's all I have to say, right? So. right. <laughs> uh, so then the next one is Making Monsters Meaningful, which is a Gary Gygax advice, which I did read because, you know, I was focused on what Gary said, not probate machinations. So um, right. it was good. You know, basically play your... You know, don't be a killer DM. Don't be a Monty Hall DM, and you know, play your Intel Like he said in the DMG, give the monsters a break, uh, an even break. And, and he gave some examples here, so I thought that was pretty good. But It's interesting these two new spells from the G series. You know, it's again looking back, you realize, oh, this is the, that time frame. I did not read the history of Pawn. Like we've said, we don't read the history. We're we're, we're terrible when it comes to that. Uh, Sage advice is back. Which is on page twenty-two. Before
0: we go any further, before you go any further, I'm looking at the advertisement right at, between the two of um, them, where uh, Zoki, Zoki di- distributors were. Kept, you know, Luzoki would end up being Game Science, and this seems to predate that to some degree, or that
2: was a kind of a, a side thing on, for them. That's interesting. On page seventeen, yeah, it's just interesting going back yeah. to the how some of these origins things are. So, um, yeah. So Sage Advice, what I found interesting here, Dan, on page 22, uh, because uh, you have claimed that Sage Advice is not canonical,
1: correct? I, I, I know exactly what you're going to say. I read that, too. It is not. It is, it, is, it is not canon. It is not official. Well, here's the problem. We go round and round and round and round. So Sage Advice said that they weren't official. But, well, I guess if they're well, – oh, I guess if they're official – No, no, this doesn't go round and round. If they're official, then when they say they're not official, then they're officially not official. Mm. And if they're not official and they say they're not official, well, they're not official because they weren't official in the first place. So they're not official. James, what were you saying about lawyers again? (laughs) Oh, you guys joke about lawyers, but let's face it. People who like, particularly first edition, they're all lawyer-like. And you may say yeah, it's true. But even the not – the rules lawyers are really just the uber rules lawyers. Everybody in first edition – because they're all turning and fl- – everybody turns into a rules lawyer when they're trying to get the benefit of something. They're turning and flipping and flipping and turning to find that rule, to make that argument. Hey, the deity, it says here – I'm going to cost you, Carlos, at the Gary Khan. Uh, bizarre or whatever to complain to you that you didn't give me augury because look here carlos it says um, um exceptional or, or or greater gods can do it and i'm a greater god we so all right
0: okay. it's it's so cute you think i don't already get mail like that from people who read my modules <laughs> do you really oh, yeah. I, I,
1: do, you, do, you, do you really? Do you get people i like, sending you messages like like hey the you, you i think you got this wrong
0: uh, it's mostly uh, it's mostly stuff about like uh, it, it it's not really so much rules that are wrong as it's interpretation of rules. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Okay. They they feel like they want to tell me about their interpretations of rules so that I can use them in the future. Yeah, I got, you. and
2: we get some okay. of that too. I mean, I and I I think that's healthy. I don't have a problem with that. What I think is a little. There's two things. One, when we get people who say something that's clearly incorrect, something like you know, and incorrect as far as what's in the text, and I'll use a right, you know, gauntlets of ogre's strength give you 25 strength. Okay, and they put it, they'll put it out there somewhere because we're talking about strength, and then you feel like, do I have to correct them? Do I have to? So then you know, and how do you do that without sounding like a jerk? Like, so you say, oh well, right. I, well that's interesting. I read here. I'm, I have to say, on am page. Seventy-eight of the DMG, it says they're eighteen double zero, and yeah, okay. But the, the other ones is is interpretation, just like we were talking, just like the random encounter where we're going back and forth, or the deity minding. Uh, it, either argument could be made, and that's you know this is why AD&D is the college football of uh, of, of fantasy or RPGs. Is you can fight back and forth, and it, that's what makes half the game. As as long as in the end. You can make your case. The DM adjudicates, and you move on. That's it. it becomes a problem Correct. when it's on and on and on and on. So Dan, so I'm glad you read the same thing. So what I mentioned here is because Dan has said this is not canonical, but here on page 22 of the Dunge- of Dragon, also Sage Advice is intended as a means for players to obtain definitive answers to questions concerning a discrepancy or contradiction in the rules.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. I, you know, and, and, I, and I'm pretty sure the non canonical stuff comes from. That was stated somewhere in Sage Advice, I believe. Um, but I don't know where it is. Oh, wait. OK, so I've got this. You know, I've got this big rule thing that I did. And actually, I've got it here. It says after that, it says Dragon Magazine and Sage Advice column, which were not official rulings, see polyhedron number eight. So that's interesting. So polyhedron comes a lot. And, do they, and And then says it after the fact, which is interesting. What, what, what but, time um, is
2: polyhedron number eight, roughly? Is that after 1980?
1: I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's RPGA, right? Um, I Yeah, I don't know when polyhedron number eight is. So that's, yeah. All right. Well, so, okay. So, yeah. So we don't even know if Sage Advice is. <laughs> is. Well, polyhedron would, would override it, wouldn't it? If it comes later. I mean, or I don't know polyhedron's official so poly, poly well polyhedron said they're official if polyhedron says they're official okay this is getting very well, complicated came out in 1982 based on what i'm reading here but i okay here's the problem i've got with polyhedron saying they're official who is that that's saying that was that did, did gary bless that i mean i have a lot of trouble saying anything's official if gary didn't say it you know yeah Bring that with me or what? Yeah,
0: I I I think that's the first litmus test. I think there's several uh, degrees of official. I don't think that there's you know there's there's things that are more official than others.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I I, and I'll give you a good example of that. And I'm not saying this just to bring up this text again, but on Earth or Canada, oh, is it official or not? Well, it is. You guys have one opinion, I have another. It's totally official. It's 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 totally. Is it? But, I mean, there's so many people I know out there that don't consider it official. It's official. It's supplementary rules.
2: But so. to me, it is, uh, you know, we have said that our games, when we run them, the, the last text that we're going to use as the set is, you know, Mon- Fiendfolio or Monster Manual 2, depending on if it's Dan or James. Um, and then, you know, because how can you s- anything up until 1989 has to be because it's first edition, it's released products. You know, you can. I tend to agree with you, but I, like I said, I've heard
1: that argument thrown out there. Well,
0: considered official. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I think it is official. To me, it's a timing issue. So to me, it's not that I'm rejecting things that are official. I'm just placing a chronological line and saying it has to be. I, I'm pretending, I'm recreating. 1984, so that's what I'm doing. Right, I'm recreating 1984. So, um, yeah, for him,
2: it's 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 not a thing well, of the future. It's just our our we stopped, and, and me personally, I stopped buying stuff probably 1985. We had on Arthur Cana, but then anything after that we didn't have. I'm sure other things happened. We just didn't use them because we had enough at that well, point.
1: But well, let's face it guys, we're all playing something that one could argue is no longer official. I mean, I think Gary at some point said, "Look, one he's dead, right? One he's gone." It's 5E. E. One could make an argument that 5E e supersedes everything and that, you know, anything before 5E e is now unofficial. Wow. Ah. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. What did I say? What's happening? Sorry, so, so, yeah, that's, this uh, is, well,
2: that was like so. power word. This, this is this is <laughs> Dan. He takes all sides. But what I also found interesting in this is that Gene Wells, our dear friend Gene Wells, ah. basically got pushed out. Here it looks like.
1: So yeah. So let's talk. So so there's Sage Advice disappears for several issues, right? Which we've been very sad about because I love Sage Advice, right? Sage Advice is gone, and then it reappears, and it announces, right? They announced that they are, they need more people. And Jean is gone, and um, we've got, what do we have, uh, Will Niebling and uh, Jim Ward, I, I think, so. are They're doing the this? ones who
2: answer this one,
1: correct. So, yeah, so you sort of wonder, has she been booted? Gary didn't like the fact that she said that magic users can cast spells and hold a dagger at the same time, because he thinks you need two hands uh, to do uh, uh, the movements, and um, and she's got the... the uh, the Palace of the Silver Queen business, I guess. So, I don't know. What do you think? Is she is she is she booed because of that? Is she persona non grata? I don't, well, it's, what do Well, it think?
2: says here. You know, again, she's still part of TSR at this point, but she is uh, she will answer on an occasional basis. Now the question is, we should go forward and see if she ever answered another one. <laughs>
1: We'll okay. find out. Oh, it's a shame. I thought I, I loved her sense of humor. I thought she was great. I loved her stage advice. But, you know, what were some of the questions on there? Were there... I didn't see any super
2: I... controversial ones. I think the only one that was kind of useful because I've heard a uh, question: Can a cleric attack while turning undead? What happens if he or she is hit while striking to turn undead? The ruling here is you, that, that's your action for the round turning, which is how we've usually played it. Um, but it, it clarifies that if you are hit, as long as you're not killed, the turning will continue. It doesn't spoil the turn. It's not like the power of, uh, uh. oh, okay, and you fail it. You can continue even though you're being whaled on.
1: Okay, there's something, that is true, so that's good to know too. There's something else significant in there. Do you know what might be significant that in the the there? I don't doubt it. Do you, do you know there's something else significant in that answer? I think, is that Will? I think it was Will yeah, Nibling who answered. Yep, he did. Okay, do you know there's something else interesting in there? Uh, Can you figure out what it is? Uh,
2: the cl- clerics are empowered with the ability to turn away undead. The success of is dependent on the cleric's level and opportunity, since the clerics must be in a position to place himself before the undead. Have time to speak and display a religious symbol.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, you already said it. Speak. Speak, yeah. Well, I've always,
2: I, uh, I've always said you had to speak.
1: Yeah. That's actually the players. Okay, here you go. This is why I got a problem with polyhedron, and it was dispel confusion. Right? Was their sage advice um, equivalent? So the cleric. This is players' handbook one oh four. Gary, the cleric must be in a position to step before the undead, and he or she must have time to speak and hold forth the religious symbol to turn the undead. So it is you know the classic vampire, You know go back, and I love that. Right? Do you? Do you, um, Carlos? When I, I bet you don't play too much, but my guess is if you played a cleric, or if, if you're playing NPC cleric, you would probably have them doing a whole sort of like.
0: Oh, talking. absolutely! It's a great it's a great vehicle for role playing.
1: Right? Yeah, well, you're, yeah, you're you're talking about your deity. This is what Polyhedron number seventeen said. Polyhedron, however, states that there is no verbal component for cleric turning. How can you say that? How can you say that? Forget about sage advice gary said it in the player's handbook and that's a big deal because if you've got right. if you've got a silent spell that'll be a, that's not a necessarily an insignificant issue so that, that's well, one of the problems i, I have. reject polyhedron oh. and
2: in fact that was the thing you used to screw me out of something uh or, or so i have to go back to the original episodes where you use polyhedron to cudgel me and i'm gonna <laughs> reverse that so I'll, I'll tell you what, actually, when I'm reading this article, Jim Ward, actually,
0: I think he made me physically ill with his answer about uh, gauntlets of ogre power and, and girdles of giant strength. So you're to tell me that if I'm wearing girdles of giant strength and I punch somebody, I'm going to do damage to myself because they, the, the girdle doesn't protect me somehow. Yeah, that's what he was.
1: Yeah, saying. yeah that's why it's a lower. Do you. So, Carlos, do you. Does that strike you as. So the question there, so for people of course who It who strikes are,
0: me as incredibly pedantic is what it strikes me as.
1: And so and so where that came from, so people were listening and, and not watching, right? So there's and I remember Doug James from our group pointed this out, if, if I recall, that there is a, a wide, wide XP discrepancy between yes. right, the gauntlets of what ogre yep. power and, yep. and 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 then the um, the girdle strike. of giant. Right, and it didn't make a lot of sense because the giant's stronger than the ogre, but the ogre one, right, was getting a lot more XP. Do you? And and this was an explanation of why because you could hurt your hand if you've got the gauntlet. This is a
0: rationalization right. to, to support yeah. Gary's pos, in, incorrect position.
2: In my opinion, right. uh, this is know, not. This is not an explanation. I think we yeah. should have just said we should have gave it twelve hundred XP. And we, That's exactly what they should have said. Absolutely. That is this well, is
1: ugly. Well, you know, and I don't know if we've ever asked Carlos this, you know, polyhedron is where this neutral cleric business played out, where finally there was there was disagreements in one polyhedron. They weren't sure. They went to people. Everyone had a different opinion on, on neutral clerics and turning. Then ultimately they, they, they issue a ruling in polyhedron, which is declared to be official, which my guess is it was declared to be official probably in large part to sell polyhedron would be my guess. And they say that chaotic – the chaotic clerics can are treated as evil, and for turning, you know, which makes you befriend them, and lawful are are not. Uh, they're treated like good clerics. You know, I don't know, Carlos. What is your thoughts on that? I mean, we play that, James, right? right. We play that because within Polyhedron, I'm starting to have doubts about whether we should treat Polyhedron as official. It wasn't Gary, and I don't know that that chaotic neutral cleric business befriending undead is is mildly unsettling and, and are, are more undead what's the theory behind that are more undead well, chaotic i mean we actually only work with chaotic undead one of the greatest
0: innovations that second edition in my opinion had um was that your every priest of every god had different abilities based on their yes. deity and they were spelled out what they were. For example, there was a little citation: if you worship Istis, can you turn undead, or can you command them? If you worship Zanye, what is it? If you worship Palor, which is it? Um, that dispelled confusion. Uh, if you don't pardon the pun on that uh, on that issue, I find what they said in Polyhedron to not ring true to me. It doesn't ring
1: true to me yeah and and what you just said about an, an addition that won't be named is makes sense to me i mean i love this stuff i i think that right. clerics are are not played oftentimes like they we'd sh- want them to be and this idea right. of having we know our friend dan collerton right wrote his last article in white dwarf was saying look here's if you have a fire deity you should get these. You should get these spells, right. and he has new ones. And and, right. and, and and you know, I love that stuff because it really brings flavor yeah. to the cleric. And I agree with you, Carlos. It makes a lot of sense to think that your turning ability would be based upon your deity. So
0: yeah, it's got to be. For example, I mean, not all neutral deities are are, are created equal. I mean, for example, let's say I'm going to fall back to the to the world of Greyhawk for a second, okay. Uh, We'll take the Dayurn from Dayurn's Instant Fortress, and we'll take, I don't know, uh, uh, obed the Shalm, okay, who's a nature god, all right? Um, At first, you wouldn't think they would influence them, until you think about the fact that Dayurn was sponsored to godhood by Heronius, who is a good god. I mean, he's a god of righteousness and law. Of course he's going to destroy undead, okay? But the Shalm, who is more of a natural god— well, first of all, he probably wouldn't have clerics to begin with. He have druids, so that's you know, it, it the god should inform
2: the ability. So, and yeah. just real quick, um, I think both of those things is instead of just saying there was a mistake or it wasn't thought of, they kind of did a, a a bolt on it. You know, it almost feels like a bad patch. So, just just yeah. like what Carlos was saying, the answer by Jim. Because I don't think, you know, just in case for folks on the podcast, uh, the the question was, how much experience of the various girdles of giant strength worth? I seriously doubt 200 when gauntlets of ogre power 1,000. He basically says girdles are only 200 for several reasons. First, they do not add the strength. While they do add the strength of the individual, they do little to the intelligence or cautiousness of that being. Secondly, while the strength of the giant is given, the giant's innate toughness is not conferred upon the wearer. And, and the important part is he's saying is this means that while a giant could smash a fist through with, through a wooden door, a human would break bones of doing this. So I, again, I don't know how you how if you if you really go with this, how does that? If you use a sword, why is that any difference? Wouldn't you break your hand if you were using giant strength? That doesn't make any sense. And he says also you'd rip your hands apart if you would uh, try to bend bars. So I, to your point, Carlos, it just looks like the, the simpler answer would have been yeah, we probably should make these twelve hundred points and. And ma- yeah. and then with the same thing with the clerics if if you read the player's handbook it doesn't say it but it's implied that neutral clerics are druids there are no, there are no neutral right. clerics and they they Correct. didn't really think about chaotic neutral lawful neutral there was not going to be that and then it came up and they're like oh well we sh- now we need to figure it out and it and then it took second edition to fix it
1: that's that's kind of the that's my take on it and I think when we had Jim on the show. I like it. And I think, why right, didn't Jim say, when we had Jim on the show, I think it was our yeah. show. It may, have, it may have been Carlos's. But on one of them, where, where we asked, is it, um, we asked this question. And I think his reaction, response, was it his response? I don't remember anyone playing a neutral cleric in Gary's game. They were always good. I thought he may have said right. that, which I thought was quite telling, right? That this kind of the idea. I, of that. I remember him
0: saying that, whether it was on my show or yours, I can't recall. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but that's kind of interesting, isn't it? That So Gary's idea of a cleric was basically—probably that you're good or evil, right? You're strong one way, because obviously you've got the evil high priest, you know. But it's—yeah, just like you were saying, James, yeah, the idea of a neutral cleric was really not really thought of, and I guess that's why it wasn't included. No, but
0: I can tell you where it makes sense, though. I mean, let's go back again. I'll I'll go to the world of Greyhawk. You've got Istis, the goddess of fate. She's not going to have a druid, but she's a neutral god. There's a great example of how it, it works.
2: Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I, I, well, I agree with you that. about Dionysus and James? Your favorite from Dionysus? His, uh, but that's but well, that's
2: um, 19, that Yeah, that's 1980. Though to me, that's yeah. yeah, that's me, that's, yeah. Greyhawk Folio comes out in 1980. Some of the deities sure, may, sure. may have not been fleshed out with alignments and everything else. It was more of, It was more of Absolutely. yes. There's Bocob, and there's this and there's that. And and if I remember correctly, Gary said the deities kind of were more of a oh, I need to build out my world more. Now I need to do all these things versus, you know, it's more Castle, Castle Greg. Again, I'm I'm not as versed in it, but it's clear that back in the day, clerics were holy fighter things and the deity relationship was not as fleshed out and that came later and you had less alignments. You had, you know, chaotic, lawful, and neutral. And then they expanded it, the five one in homes. So I think it was an evolution and they didn't, The nine alignment system they didn't factor everything that's my guess and now it took second edition to kind of accept that nine uh you know segment alignment as its true feature and now it's not a big deal but back then you're trying to put a you know it's a you know it's like version one again version 1.5 it gets so much weight of things you have to clean it up and that's what every new edition does the problem is Sometimes they keep things that shouldn't and they get rid of things that they should have kept and it is what it is. So uh let's see what the comments are saying. Real we'll, well, I want to keep going because we are we are we're two hours in and I would definitely want to uh we've got some things to open and I want to get killed hard and just incomprehensible. Yeah. So yeah. Um yeah. so uh Liam is tiny hut again, Len, we talked about he does a great article about the inner planes and um you know discussing encountering because again there is some obviously we had an astral ethereal uh, yeah. encounter t- this this episode but it really goes over fleshing out w- the alignment of the traveler versus the monster you it know it's if you need this detail and how you could see in the inner planes the uh, it's it's got it there for you so again we've you know we've lost another great uh, founder and content person of, of the hobby, which is, it's, it's very sad. Okay, so it's, in fact, it's a very long article. It's about six or seven pages. I didn't read Giants of the Earth. we talked about that. I'm sure it's interesting. Basically, they're statting historic creatures, which is cool. Um, moving on, moving on. Scrolling, and we're scrolling. What's the last thing I have on my list? Oh, monsters. Well, I like, that's it. Go
1: ahead. yeah. Well, yeah. So most of them I wasn't all jazzed about. I mean, what you had these like what I can't remember these There's... kind of raised in the ground or, and I liked the uh, the well spirit, <laughs> which <laughs> so you're like a wishing well or whatever. So right, I like the idea of wishing wells. I hadn't thought a lot about them, right? But this idea of wishing wells in D I think you could have a lot of fun with wishing wells of all different varieties. Um, but what I thought was you know pretty horrible about this, terrible about this thing, is so you go to a wishing well. And this creature from the, you know, comes from the plane of, of, of water, whatever, comes out and, and attacks you and drowns you? That's horrible. Yeah. Right? So you just... Okay. I, I thought it was entertaining, though. So I, I, liked, that. <laughs> I liked that. I liked that that monster. But it got me thinking about wishing. Well, the most, and and the number
2: of wishes it has versus its level and attacks is, yeah, it's pretty scary stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, right? I think you can appease it, right? So if you give it enough stuff or whatever. But, like, if you, like... You know, you're like, ha-ha, watch this. I'll throw a copper piece in there. So this thing comes out and drowns you? Okay. That's funny. Be careful what
2: you wish for. That's, just like the- <laughs> that's right. Well, the, the one I felt was interesting. Cheapskate. That's right. <laughs>
1: that's, that's right.
2: <laughs> Let that be a lesson to was you. was the uh, Necroton. And the reason it was interesting is because— Oh, that
1: metal yeah, thing. Well,
2: I just—you know, I, I'm not a fan of—and I wanted to get Carlos's take since he was on here— you know, this kind of steampunk uh, wizard as mad scientist. You know, what it says here yeah. is this greedy wizard says have designed the first Necroton. There can be no doubt of the case. You know, do, do you, in your campaigns, particularly in Greyhawk, have, do you gravitate having I, wizards as alchemists makes perfect sense, wizards as scientists, but do, do, you, do you go into the steampunk kind of, you know, contraptions and, and that kind of thing? I'm I
0: am one of the people that I very much dislike um, things like uh, expedition of the Barrier Peaks. I never liked that module much at all. It's got some really cool monsters in there and it's got some cool encounters, but I didn't I didn't like the chocolate in my peanut butter, so to speak. I thought it wasn't handled correctly. But that being said, I am currently running a campaign for some patrons in which I am doing just that i'm introducing a steampunk element because they are found one of the old laboratories of lum the mad who is a greyhawk character right. i think you can handle it properly uh with outgoing too sciency in it and i think the best way is to keep the the element of mystery in here where the player characters le- are looking at these things saying i have no idea what i'm looking at right now did i have lum- absolutely no idea what this is did lum the mad create the owlbear no, Lum the Man did not create the Alberia. Albert is attributed to what is his name. Oh, it's uh ah, it's killing me right now. Uh oh, th- 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 Thalassus, excuse me oh, from okay. uh Yeah, he is a lich that appears in the uh in the uh oh, what's Age of Worms uh Adventure Path.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know he made an appearance.
0: So let yeah, me ask Piso, you. Paizo statted him out later on. He's also, he's the major creator of the Hydra as well. Got it.
1: Hmm. What would you guys think of, uh, are any of you Call of Cthulhu fans? I played it. Um, Again, I
0: wasn't, and then I just wrote a module that's very Cthulhu-esque. So I guess I can't answer that appropriately.
1: I was wondering what it'd be kind of cool to have like a Cthulhu AD and D hybrid, where like you know you time travel. So like you know the dwarf is like you know basically you know like kind of the heavy set dude with the big red beard in Cthulhu. And with the uh, bowler. Then, you know, and then he goes and he's, you know, he's Gimli or whatever. You're chasing, like, this evil, you know, dude. He's like Jack the Ripper in Cthulhu, and then he's like, you know, I don't know, you know, the evil wizard in, in your chase. I don't know. So, I, I wouldn't mind that, as opposed to I agree with Carlos. I don't like, I wouldn't mind doing the jumping back and forth. I think it could be kind of entertaining, at least for one kind of mini campaign. I agree with, I'm with Carlos on this stuff, though. When I, when I wrote, when I read Metal in that, I was like, I'm out. Sorry. Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm generally the same way. Some, oh, uh, the only reason I, the only reason I touched on it is because it is so heavy and obvious influence in the world of Greyhawk. I had to reflect it in my campaign at some level, and I, well, I chose to do it a certain in a
1: certain way. Well, and as we know, right? Because we were kind of, I was sort of, you know, kindly corrected by. Um, who was um, Ed Greenwood. I asked Ed about his article on guns. I think, didn't Ed do guns in, in um, D&D? I think that's right. Right. And he had said that, you know, look, you know, when, when D&D started, stuff like that was not all that crazy. Right. I mean, you kind of had some sort of sci-fi sort of themes floating in and out. It, it was a little bit, you know, wackier. I think a little more Gonzo-ish. I don't know if I'm yeah. the right word. Than maybe we were the, the the kids of the '80s. Right. Were used to. So I thought that was kind of interesting, right? I yeah. Mean, actually-
0: don't forget. I mean, there was a portion of the time when Ernie Gygax was running around on Mars with dual wielding uh, Vorpal swords. So it got Gonzo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of funny, isn't it? It started more Gonzo. It got then- crazy. They right, and then it went less so when we started because I think we were all product of the '80s, and that was sort of gone, right? I mean, you just didn't see that very much. I mean, expedition of the bear Peaks was kind of like startling, right? That they yeah, had, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah
2: and so, the, in okay. the thousand, whatever, the six hundred pages, there's you know a page and a half about Boot Hill and that, and you know, Call of Cthulhu now, besides yeah. being in the Deities and Demigods, the first thing, Call of Cthulhu, it's it's not just now 1920s Lovecraftian, it's it's in World War Two. It's in the future. It's in Aztec times. You know, because again, because the Elder Gods they, yeah. they predate everything. So then they've created Cthulhu modules all over the place. So
1: yeah, like as Bodious is like some dude, and like you know, you know, he's your favorite politician. You pick whoever well, you want it to be, right? But yeah. so yeah, like in the present, is like some evil dude. So speaking <laughs>
2: of that, someone wanted to know what position you will take in the Vaprac administration. I put Attorney General, but I'm not sure if that's the position you're going to take.
1: I think that's appropriate. I mean, I'm hoping to maybe be appointed to the Supreme Court. Oh, but that's if even that better.
2: That's exact. That's a great idea.
1: All right, I'm hoping for that nomination. If that doesn't happen, uh, Attorney General would be great in the backpack administration. Absolutely. So, thank you. Yeah. That's you know, I um I I, I did. I mean, because you know, if there's one election in which you want to just throw away your vote as a joke, it clearly is this one. We all agree. So, I just wrote in backpack. Right. right. So you well, know, I, right? I,
2: I um, filled out VAT VAT my wife's and, and Nico's as well. So we got four votes for uh, Vaprac. Okay. So. All
1: right. Well, that's a felony, but that's oh, okay. No, really? uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't I, no, it's probably in the
2: uh, eyes of Vaprac. Some, I that some guy. Some. <laughs> some, right, guy sorry, had, yeah, <laughs> some guy had a bunch of ballots. I just bought them, and just, uh, just. Uh, I guess that's a problem. Okay. Well, fine.
1: Uh, yeah. No, Vaprac has <laughs> a problem. though. he's not a citizen. <laughs> He, he, I, 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 That's I right. only later did I realize this is what a stupid, I felt so stupid afterwards. You shut like, your oh, filthy mouth. Stupid was I That's it. right. He, he's, he you makes know? the age
2: requirement, but he's not, he wasn't, he wasn't naturalized. <laughs> he's not born here. So it's a little problem. Oh, well, he could run for governor of, of Florida next time.
1: I mean, we don't know he wasn't born here. Sure. Back rack, Does know? he have you papers
2: to do that? Then if you don't have the.
1: That's right. Where's his birth That's certificate? Right. Oh, I see. You're going birth or movement That's on right, Batprack. I'm going
2: birth or movement on track Exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. So the uh Maybe he's got like a permanent resident card or something. <laughs> That's he, right. The he's something? the immigrants want. That's right. He's he's there he's the who best.
1: Is, dude, he'll just step right over. He'll eat that wall. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming through. <laughs> Screw your wall! Right. I'm coming.
2: So the last two things I have is Roger Moore wrote a story, "Day of the Dwarf." It's kind of like how D and D playing with people, and I didn't read the whole thing to be perfectly honest because I don't read stories. No, I didn't either. And the last thing was the adventure uh that is in the man- Mansion of Mad Professor Ludlow. So written by, of course, James Jim Ward. Uh, it's interesting. I didn't read the whole thing because, just in case for a spoiler, but uh, if you wanted to uh, run a Halloween thing, themed thing, it's it's available. So there we go. Yep. Let me uh, shrink that down. Turn this off. All right. So that was episode. That was uh, issue forty-two of Dragon. Overall, pretty good. You
1: know, if you good one, I give that four out of five pro, stars. Pro demon. Pro devil.
2: Pro Satanism, you know, if,
1: <laughs> yeah. if you're, right?
2: if this would, and you know, I I never had this one. I think I started getting dragons in the '60s uh, when when yeah. I was because I'm still a little yeah. young for this, but I'm I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. sure uh, someone pulled this one out and said, "This is there's there it is." So uh, next thing we have is uh, we have Carlos on, which again he was gracious beyond the whole time. He's and so I want to now open. The box. What's in the box? Oh man, this is so exciting. Oh, I
1: can't see it. I'm so disappointed. Okay, well, it's uh, someone cast blind on me. All right, it's
0: okay. Man, the friggin' post office didn't do that uh, tape anything. No, first, they did didn't. It? So it's super cool. Um, Can somebody give me a play by play. I'm opening the box. <laughs> I got it. I'm op- <laughs> Remember, we have podcasts. Our tape, our tape on our box has our logo <laughs> yeah. and castle entertainment written across oh, the tape. Really, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. He, you're a professional. We need to hire this guy to be. No, uh, we need to hire Mark. Amanda. It's, it's uh. Oh, yeah, right. you need to
0: hire Amanda. I'm just, I just, she's, she, she is
1: the the she's the one. He's the face. Where's Bella? He's the face. What's your cat's name, Bella? Bella. Yeah. Where is has, has she made an appearance?
0: No, Bella has not made an appearance. Bella's in the front room right now, laying on the uh, on the well. couch. Did you,
1: oh. Carlos, did you know, I believe, it's one date this month. I can't remember what date it was. It was National Black Cat Month day. I know. Isn't that cool? Because we both have. As you know, I've got Grizzly. And neither of our black cats on Halloween, neither of our familiars have made an appearance, which is very disappointing. Oh, maybe they're, they're hiding because oh. oh, The Halloween. reason
2: you can't see is because your thing's not working. Because I'm like, well, I can see it, and so can Carlos. So it's
1: not
2: working. The, you can't stop. see my screen. I'm showing the modules, and then right. I realize it's because right. of your technical difficulties. So first... Uh, we have a, bl- a lovely note from from Carlos. Thank you for your support. I cherish your friendship, and the feeling is mutual. Thank you so much, Carlos. So, Thank um, well, so there is a number of very thick, very wonderful adventures. So the first one is a seven. Marquesa, thy name is evil. So, Carlos, why don't you kind of give us your take on them and, you know, what the... Yeah, sure. Actually, why don't you go back in your
0: in your collection two modules, because I think uh, you have the entire Marquesa collection, Awesome.
2: if I remember correctly. You should have A5 and A6 as well. Okay, let me see. Am I correct? Let me see. You have, well, I have uh, here, I mean, it's a pretty thick module. I have A7, C11, C12, 13, 14, and 15 here.
0: Wow, man, Amanda really hooked you up. Okay, cool. Well, let me tell you what you've got right over there, okay? Um, the first thing you've got right over there, Marquesa, thy name is evil. Marquesa is a great villain from the world of Greyhawk. Uh, she is fra- made her debut in A2, Secret of the Slaver Stockade. Yep. Uh, after the Slave Lords have been smashed, the heroes uh, of Greyhawk are now going after some of the sub-lieutenants of uh, the Slave Lords. Marquesa is sort of like the Dr. Mangala of Greyhawk. There are very few uh, characters that are more truly evil in Greyhawk than she is. Um, and she was the focus of my first trilogy of adventures. And that was, is the conclusion of it. It was probably the best of them, in my opinion. It used, um, you know, by that point, I'd written four or five different modules. So I was
2: getting the hang of it. And uh, it was probably the best thing I, I was able to, I, I'd written at that point in time. And um, just, just for people, they can't see, this is not like your, I mean, A2 is a pretty lengthy module. You know, it's one of the thicker ones. This is bigger than that. It's bound. How, how many pages is this one? Cause I don't want to open it. It's in a sealed thing.
0: I want to say it's 80 some pages. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think that one is about an 80 page module. I'm usually about a hundred right now in everything I do. But um, that one in particular is, I think it's eighty. Um, I am looking. Let me look at a copy of it right now. It is a, yeah, it's about seventy. I take that back. It's about seventy.
1: And let me. Can I mention something about the length of Carlos's modules, which I really like? Because usually Carlos, it seems to me, because I like short adventures. But what I like about your modules is that a lot of the heft is the adventures are fairly. Short, oftentimes, right? Oftentimes, like around twenty yeah. rooms or so, so you you can run it as as as, as in a day, perhaps, right? Because you run in these at conventions, yep. so don't be scared off by the length if you're looking yeah. for an adventure to run on an, just a one session. Most of that half often comes from the fact that you give great. You give you give pre-gens, which are wonderful with oh, background. You. you give new monsters. You give new wet right? rates. So a lot of that heft comes from a lot of extra goodies, right. but the adventures oftentimes can be easily run in a session. Is that fair to say?
0: I think it's very fair to say. Um, people, what I, I think what some people don't understand is one of the things I'm trying to do is, in lieu of official uh, support for the World of Greyhawk by Wizards of the Coast, I've kind of elected myself to continue on to carry the torch for the setting. So uh, these are source books for the setting as well as adventures. There's a lot of background that you're going to get in there about things um, that you can very easily strip away and run it in a uh, just as a, a one-shot solo game that or uh, a one-shot game that you can finish up in about three to four hours.
1: Right, exactly, exactly.
0: So now, really... That's not necessarily the same thing with some of these modules. Some of them get really deep like the one
2: that james is holding right now the next one uh that was sent to us is c11 when comes the witching hour
0: this module was really near and dear to my heart because for me um when comes the witching hour is uh it's all about Igualiv, who is one of the main uh big bad guys from the world of greyhawk she's one of my favorites Uh, that's an 82 page module uh but that's all in eight point font too so that thing has probably got just as much, if not more. I've, I don't do eight point anymore. Um, I was getting feedback from some of my uh, from some of our readers that we uh, they they would prefer something a little bit bigger of font.
1: So I uh, we well, didn't I, a tar Carlos. So you got to understand that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and, and it's a changing. totally it was a totally valid criticism, <laughs> and it was one I took to heart because I was. Yeah, it was absolutely true. So I, uh, I'm, I now use ten point font, but that module is absolutely jam packed with cool stuff. Um, uh, can you get
2: the modules? Of course, you can get yeah, the I modules. Said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Said, yeah, so we'll uh, just real quick. Castle Entertainment. Uh, why don't you tell yeah. us? Tell them how to get it.
0: Yeah, you can either get it through Castle Entertainment, which is www.castleentertainment.com. Uh, or you can get it through uh we you can get them in advance of their original
2: their official release by being members of the patreon at a certain level which is at patreon.com backslash castle entertainment and you have pdf versions and hard copy do you ship internationally is the other question yes i do i have pdf i have hardcover i ship internationally i
0: uh, or i say uh, uh, physical copy not hardback and i uh yeah, we have all kinds of good stuff. Uh, the Patreon, you get character sheets. You get a, 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 a mo- mini module every month that's usually about 20 pages long. You get a spell, of, uh, unique spell, magic item, and uh, monster of the month. I do all kinds of cool stuff for you. For example, and uh, yeah, David, I, I do ship international. Um, you'll get, uh, for example, this month in November is all Oriental Adventures focused. So Ooh, I'm, gonna, I'm you're going to see me do all kinds of cool stuff with that. Um, Dan, you can give a review of it next month if you want to because you'll get a chance to see it. But when it comes to Witching Hour is like what it was one of my favorites to do. Um will live the daughter of Baba Yaga in the setting, or at least it's been heavily implied. And I am a huge uh, enthusiast for Baba Yaga. So I it really like to that module has all kinds of demons and devils in it. It's my nod to my favorite module of all time, which is S4 Lost Caverns of Socan. Mm. Uh, I believe there's like 24 unique monsters, magic items, and and there's even like three artifacts in there that I do. So that one's
2: got a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, love this artwork. The next one is C12, which oh, is the Forgotten damn. Library of uh, Renette. Is that how you say it? That module,
0: in my opinion, does it it does not get the love it should, because I absolutely that was one of my favorite modules to write. Mm. Renette is an apocryphal god from the world of Greyhawk that was supposedly killed by by Pyremius to get her portfolio. And uh, the character that you're the cover of the module reflects uh, one of her great servitors who's been locked in this. Uh, Forgotten Temple for a long time, who is a pyroclastic sphinx.
2: And what's interesting, these, while C11 is for 9 to 12, this is a mid level, 5 to 7. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got different ranges. So it's not all high level. You have uh, a a wide range.
0: Yeah. In fact, our newest module is introductory to uh, first level. Okay. So you're going to see, yeah, you're going to see, you
2: see all kinds of levels reflected from us. All right. The next one is uh, C13 from his cold, dead hands. Love that. It's my Norse adventure. Uh C thirteen
0: uh from School Dead Hands is it takes place in the barbarian north of the world of Greyhawk, but it could be easily used in any generic uh, Viking-esque setting. Uh, as you can tell from the uh the cover, um there is a white dragon involved in it. There is an ancient uh, king that was wicked, that was slain and interred in a great iceberg to the north of bi- the barbarian lands, and he has risen from the dead and is uh, plaguing the lands. It's up to you to go to this, travel to this iceberg, and travel through his necropolis and find a way to put an end to his threat. That, it sounds, is nasty. that sounds great. That sounds and five to seven. Like that's one. good. Oh, that yeah, it was good. a it was a big hit at at uh, at. Uh, uh, Game where I ran it. I actually ran that for a table of like eight to nine people, as I recall. Danny Villanueva, whose birthday it is today, is was one of those happy players. Birthday. So, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Danny. We love you, buddy. And then we uh, C14,
2: the Sanguine Labyrinth.
0: That is probably the best reviewed of all my modules. Uh, The players seem to love that one. It it takes place in the dungeon of Bleeding Walls, which gets a three-line citation in uh, the I use the Evil Supplement in the World of Greyhawk. Uh, That one is um, the the walls. It's at the beginning of time. The elves, uh, the first elves after the Great War with Lolth. Uh, Interred three of their greatest enemies at the bottom of this dungeon, and so wicked were these individuals that the wall started to bleed
2: at, with this caustic, uh, toxic blood. Yeah, I mean, look at that um, picture; it's so evocative. They're like the the uh, elf or the fighter is kind of t- look amazement. The dwarf is very aware. everyone's. Everyone is not happy. This is not a happy adventuring party. Yeah, that one is my
0: uh that the artist on that one is my good buddy Daniel Govar who does just some beautiful covers for us. Uh yeah, but that one right over there, um everything in that module wants to kill you. And it's it was the first stage of our first mega dungeon. Uh the next one is pro- is going to be the it's it's on slate for the Three, the next, the third project that I'm going to be working on from
2: now. So. And this one, we don't even have to talk about. It's it's probably it's the throwaway work, something that I'm not too particularly. I mean, do I have to talk about it? <laughs> I know what it is. <sighs> it's this one, squaring the circle.
0: It's the That's conclusion of my no. gnome trilogy. Yes, <laughs> I have a three-module uh, gnome trilogy. That one, they're all gnomish monks of a uh, Merland. It is my nod to the Seventh Samurai and uh, the, the, the Magnificent Seven. It takes place in uh, the middle of of the World of Greyhawk, which is the uh, uh, county of Ulik. Um It was actually kind of... Uh, it, the, the genesis of that module is really weird because I remember when I first ran my first module, which which is at Gary County, I had a table of 12 people, including Luke Gygax, and I was running uh, the first of the Marquesa modules. No pressure, I know. Um, one of my players though, loved it so much. That first thing he goes, you have to run a, uh, um, you have to run a pickup game tonight. And I said, sure. Um, sounds great. So I ran upstairs and I started putting together this pickup game. I just threw it together in about an hour and it was really, really popular, but everybody two, one of the players in it played a gnome and they were having so much fun that all the other characters were like, can I change my race to being a gnome right now? Mm. So the next thing I knew, I had, I'd never had a gnome PC in 40 years of gaming. So it was the weirdest thing that they all wanted to be gnomes, but they all really enjoyed it. And then that player said the fateful words, you need to make an all gnome game, Carlos next for next year. Well, okay, here we go. And so that was how the trilogy started. It was all of JC Luxton's fault, my good friend.
1: Oh, that was J- J.C. is the one who played the gnome. J. C. is time? the
0: one who play who was who created all that. He's a great wow. gamer, great wow. enthusiast. The world of Greyhawk, and uh, he likes dying in games almost as much as you do. Dan. Well, for,
1: forget about all that stuff. I mean, it's the gnome. He had me at gnome. I have newfound respect. Not that I did not before for J. C. Yeah, wow.
0: yeah. The first, the three modules yeah. are all about the about these uh,
1: seven gnomes. We need to find out if JC is available as a uh, to be a special guest. He should probably be on every episode, actually. Don't you think, Chance?
0: JC uh, no is an OG, and he's really <laughs> sorry. Uh, what? Huh? What? Sorry. I'm sorry. I've have was... JC's an OG. He knows here. a ton about the game. He'd be a what's great OG? Guy.
1: What's that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what's OG? Is he the original gamer? Original, original gangster.
2: Gangster, gangster gamer gnome. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> Original gnome. No. <laughs> uh, original gnome. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> oh, all right. So, and I've been through, and I think I play tested. that it was the one that I you was one we'll of the playtesters for that. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a great adventure. A lot of fun. So I be. highly recommend so, that one. So, so not only and, did you
2: send these, and we will be giving these away. So again, thanks to Castle Entertainment for this.
0: Our pleasure. Uh, you guys are, have such a great show. Uh, we, you know, we have been friends for a long time. Support you guys in any way
2: I can. Well, and this, this, go ahead, Dan. Mm-hmm.
1: I say, this is what he says before he incomprehensively well, kills us. Well, also, okay. you
2: know, he is he, uh, Carlos is such a uh, benevolent force. He has also been. Um, He's offered to give away uh, pr- prizes today too. Since he's on, I have yeah. So what, what, yeah, for those
0: of you guys who are watching in, in the spirit of Halloween, um, Dan and James's discretion, uh, we're going to give away one digital copy of When Comes the Witching Hour. or Halloween, you know, it's uh, uh, in, in the spirit of Halloween, and we're going to be giving away one physical copy of it. Um, all you know, when when Dan and James decide they want to who the, who the winner is. There go. Let me know, and Castle Entertainment will ship it directly to you. Excellent.
2: Yeah. So let's do that. Let's. um, Mm -hmm. So here's here's what we're going to do because we have some people who are live, and we have some patrons. I want to give every everyone a chance to win this. So if you want to win this, uh, and you're chatting right now, put something in the chat saying I want to win uh, in the next 15 (laughs) seconds. And what will I got to type? Hold on for a second. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. i want to I win. win you want to win your own <laughs> thing all right so we got one yay uh, if, if you want to win just say yay or i want to win and then we'll have carlos uh um, we'll have carlos uh, do a random draw and uh, and what i'm going to do is i have my bag here and i'm going to add uh if, if you get a certain color you'll be okay so we've got two um if you want to be part of that and so what I'll do is I'll add two more I'll add some chits into this and you can have a chance to win because that's what we're about here winning is fun
0: yeah absolutely like I said I you know I, uh, I want to support the stream in any way I can you guys are great gamers great friends
2: and you know Castle Entertainment is just proud to be a part of it well we're going to try Randall maybe we'll, we'll win this time that's how it is alright so we got a few more people so I'll add a few more chits in here into the, this is the giant Crown Royal bag of fun. The <laughs> official shake. You can hear it live. That is a big Crown Royal bag. I don't know where I got... I, I, I don't know what may say about my propensity to drink Crown Royal. That's probably not a good sign. But okay. You
1: know, it is, is it, it the <laughs> it's the jug. Uh,
2: it's the... That's right. The massive jug size. Okay. So tell me stop when you want me to pull one out uh stop all right all right it's a red token let's see let's see what that means i'm gonna probably need you to all right roll a d8 okay
0: i'm using one of my d8s from cozy gamer one of the glass ones and that would be a seven S- lucky number seven. seven
2: so you know what uh congratulations to randall you won you actually won. <laughs> what he did win. He is the winner. Randall, you are the winner of the uh, digital. I'm assuming the physical copy. Congratulations. Just fantastic. Just uh, you know, just send me uh, at info at grandcon.com your address, and we will send it to you. We'll work with uh, Carlos to get that to you. So congratulations. Yes, yes. they had a one. Now, so the way this works is each patron level is 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 colored. There's oh, there were only eight red chips in here and he got one of them because
1: uh the, that's fantastic so congratulations you put a lot of effort. you put a lot of effort into that james I, that old chip yes chip business. yeah because the red
2: ones wow. are they're single ones for our entry-level patrons and like our you know obviously our higher levels they get more chips chips in here so there were five <laughs> we had three people select he was the second winner
1: it's like the NBA draft. So, Randall, yes. It is. Yes, it's, the it's a lottery. With Except less, with
2: less of a fix being it. That's had. right. So, Randall, you are the get the hard copy. So, send us your – so, info at GrodCon.com. Uh, at, so, you got that. Next. So, now this will be for the uh, digital copy. So, again, I'm now shaking it up. Just tell me when, Carlos, to stop. This is so exciting. Uh, why don't you stop? We have a green this time. So green. All right, you will roll a d3 or d6 and divide by two. Okay, d6 divided by two. Four becomes two. Two. Okay, well, William Crook, you are the winner of a, a digital copy. Of Carlos's awesome. adventure. So, thank you so much, Carlos William Crook. I will get you his information, his email. Yeah, sure.
1: That's a yeah. great name, Extra like William. Yeah, he, Crook. he
2: played in our uh, last event. Oh, by that was what? Well, yeah. By, by Hook By Crook. That's that. So, it's like Baltimore winning a basketball. Yeah, you know, a baseball game. True. So, congratulations, Randall. Congratulations <laughs> to uh, to Bill Crook, uh, and you know. If anything, if you've if you've haven't had the chance or opportunity to play with Carlos, uh, it truly is a pleasure. I know uh, Dan when I first met him, he was effusive in his praise of Carlos's style, and I've played with him a couple of times now, and it is everything and more. I, it, it, I, oh, it, thanks, guy. And guys. it's easy to say I have. St- Anyone who's played with him will steal from him
1: directly. It's a blatant yeah. steal. <laughs> Uh, I imported it. I brought. I don't know. I probably without attribution, right? I I came back and changed, man.
0: (laughs) That's totally fine, man. I, uh, you guys, you know how I am. I love the game, and any uh, know that I influence great gamers like you guys is humbling. It.
1: My my problem is I don't know human anatomy like you do, so because what happened is my players kept complaining that like you know the same sort of descriptions of combat. Your arm is gashed. Your arm is. What part of the arm? arm. Uh, The arm. (laughs) arm.
2: what, how much more do you
0: want?
1: You need, you need to give, Carlos, you need to do like a little YouTube segment on like, you know, explain. I knew, I support. guess, right?
2: <laughs> All right. Huh? So, so now it is time. It is time for, the, it's, it's becoming an annual event, which... Um, it's
1: a Halloween tradition. It's a Halloween, Halloween
2: tradition. tradition uh, incomprehensible death, which uh, Carlos really embraced when we brought this up uh, last year. Actually, I think the genesis of it was he ran us through something else and um it was a, a quick adventure and my character uh did something completely ridiculous uh i think it was a brown mold if i remember correctly and it I, was a brown mold I, yes I,
1: I think there was a squirrel wasn't there with fox ice fox was there too, something like that yeah yeah poor foxes Whore fox, right. breathe, fox. Breathe cold and right so the,
0: that.
2: The, the, the trap was to sucker you guys into using a fire spell in there yeah mm-hmm. so we uh uh of course, fell for the trap and, you know, advanced D&D first edition. Uh, and, and we've talked about this uh, with cursed scrolls. That was the other thing that you could die, not even know that you died because you could read a curse scroll. You don't have to. Our, we, our take on it was if you read a scroll, it didn't matter if you understood it. As soon as you opened and started trying to discern it, the curse went off and that we've coined that incomprehensible death, and Carlos, of course, ran with it, and now this is, you know, it's it's his segment, and we're just here for the ride, so uh, he, again, has <laughs> graced us with those presents to to write another one. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. Thank
1: you. Well, I'll just say, can we so can we talk? Can we explain to the listeners a little bit about our characters? Cause, yes, I'm going to get you know, gonna i get this try. set up because he
2: now I can share the map at this point, uh, Carlos Tevra. Yes, you can, and of course, and while you after you
0: do that, uh, Dan, I will explain to you guys a little bit about your characters that you don't know. Ah, very nice. Wow,
1: excellent. So, as you know, I I take pride in drafting up my uh, pre gens, and so I I always try. You know, it's a Halloween tradition. I try to make my character and james character is roughly equal and i've done my best to do that i am a luminous gold beam guardian of the light i am a human female 40 year old paladin level six alignment lawful good patron deity is Fultus. i've got an 1850 strength 16 intelligence 18 wisdom 15 decks 18 con 18 charisma i'm ac minus one i have 57 hit points I have a longsword plus 2 named Lex who is intelligent and lawful good detects chaotic creatures in a 10 foot radius golden glow when unsheathed. I have a shortbow, a dagger plus 1 named Moonstruck, a silver glow. I've got plate mail plus 1 gold plated. I have a shield plus 1 with golden suns and silver moons against a bright blue background my warhorse is a mare with stunning palomino coat named sunshine i have uh a dozen that boxes. was a nice touch by the way thank you sir i thank you i appreciate that i'm glad someone noticed thank you carlos for noticing yeah, I, didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't read, um, I I didn't mean- read your character yeah, 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 yeah. i have 12 plus 1 arrows two potions of healing i am keen eared so i hear noises 4 and 20 i of course have all the paladin abilities my background is the following there are none braver fairer or more valiant than luminous Goldbeam, guardian of the light her devotion to faultus and the cause of law and order is unrivaled and unwavering At the young age of 16, she took a half-orc baby that was left on her doorstep and raised the poor boy as her own. She taught him the ways of Foltis, though she could not convince him to follow the path of good, as his orcish nature was too strong. Unable to adventure with him because of his objectionable alignment and crass demeanor, she has finally decided to take him on one adventure— as permitted by Player's Handbook, hoping to finally convince him to follow not only the path of law and order, but the path of good. There it is. That's me. That's the character I'll be playing. James, who are you playing? I'm Limpy. (laughs) Limpy? Limpy. Limpy Limpy Goldbeam. Uh, Okay, what? can you tell us about yourself, Limpy Goldbeam? uh, Well, I limp. (laughs) And um,
2: you're my mom. <laughs> well that's that mom. No, you're my yet. mom. Your mom. No. no, no. no. I did not <laughs> no. so, I did not
0: establish relations
2: with that Mom. <laughs> Your mom. And 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 I I like I like Fultis. Yeah. I like Fultis. I like Fultis. <laughs> I am uh um yeah, you know, I am a cleric. Yep, that's me. Cleric. I, I'm I'm very good at saying things about, you know, Fotis, and I limp, I got a limp, but I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a club, and I got, I got a steed, geezer, and
1: did I mention you're my mom? Yeah, it's good. There it is. All right. Yep, so I, limp, limp, I took limpy in. Yeah, so. that's me. All
0: right. Yes, as, as well you should have. Um, yes. Yeah. All right, well, let me uh, make this relatively quick for you, something that you guys don't really know about yourselves yet. Um, the, by the way, um, of all of Earth's many faiths, it's probably Foltus's, uh that is the most rigid and inflexible, for those of you who don't know too much about the world of Greyhawk. Um, unyielding in their devotion to their God and their principles, his priests and paladins are well-known throughout the Flanas as dogmatic and uncompromising, and in many cases, frighteningly so. The Fulton faith is most prevalent in a country called the Theocracy of the Pale. It's a nation in the heart of the Flaness, which is ruled by the Church of the Blinding Light. Within the borders of this land, we and devotion, thrive and flower, in large part because of the existence of the Templars of the Church militant. Their job is to uproot wickedness and heresy wherever suspicion of its existence might lie. During the Palite invasion of the eastern reaches of the Duchy of Ten in 588 common year, the Templars were at the forefront of the conflict, smiting the non-believers among the Tenha with brutal kind of pitiless and efficiency reserved solely for the zealot. Thousands upon thousands of their enemies were put to the sword during this offensive or scattered from their ancestral lands, fated to live truly woeful existences as refugees wherever they might find some bit of rare sympathy. At the conclusion of their campaign against the duchy, the throne of the sun bade the, te- the Templars of the church militant to spread out within the lands that they had seized in search of whatever blasphemers or non-believers might yet remain. This new mission was marked by the organization of the Witchfinders, a group within the Templars whose role it was to find those given sorcerous abilities by fell patrons and punish them accordingly. Thousands more Tenhas would die at the hands of the Witch Finders, most innocent folk of the old faith, or simple hedge mages that had historically tended in nearby hamlets and villages. On one specific mission, a group of witchfinders was ca- called the vid- village of Saint Alwyn, which has been since renamed Cyril's Way after Peleid occupation. There, a group of Fulton faithful led the p- by the powerful Templar marshal, his radiant sword Sir Andre and Antinorix, met a young girl named Abigail Fay, who had been. "'accused of the crimes of heresy and witchcraft "'by her fellow villagers. "'The group of Templars accompanying him "'publicly tortured and brutalized young Abigail "'in ways best left to the imagination "'over the course of a full fortnight "'until Templar Marshal and Antonorix "'at last extracted a confession from her lips.' She was sentenced to death by burning at the stake and screamed her innocence into the night until the licking flames of her pyre at last quieted her pleas. Perhaps horrifying to other folk of the flaness, this particular case was not considered especially remarkable. Yet what has come in the decades since Abigail Fay's execution is quite the opposite. Two years ago, Templar Marshal Antonorix was found in his manor in the pale capital city of Wintershev, Strangled to death in his bed, his majestic holy sword, Glorious, shattered. Although the death was considered a tragedy, a man such as the Templar Marshal makes many enemies during the course of his lifetime. And so, when its investigation revealed no obvious murderer, few raised eyebrows in it to wake. This attitude did not change when Standard Barrier Lucien Madel and Turkopole Avli and Lamehu were murdered a year afterward, or when elderly brothers Jolin Vinette and Pelena Ferix were killed in the two years afterward either. However, the slaying of Undermarshal Gaspard Heuer sparked an investigation into the killings, which revealed a sinister thread between them. Each of the men and women killed were those present in the village of Cyril's Way, and took part in the Inquisition and Punishment of Abigail Fay. Now only two of the Witchfinders that comprise that group remain. Called to the city of Wintershiven, they have been charged by no less than the Witchfinder General, Sir Mandrel Savard of Seven Rivers Ford, to get to the bottom of the affair and punish the one responsible for the killings. And in doing so, they may well save their own lives. You two were... Juniors, very, very new amongst the witchfinders when this took place. You two watched Abigail Lafe's horrific murder. The way that that the Templar, uh, the Templar Marshal, extracted his confession from her with fire and pliers and other implements of of woe. It was horrific to say the least, but yet. There are very little that the there's very little that the uh, faithful of Foltus will not do in the name of their God. So it is that you've been brought to the uh, to a great necropolis, which is called the, the dappled the dappled ossuary. The dappled ossuary is is a very large necropolis in the middle of Wintersheven. It's called, it's got its strange name for the fact that it's made completely of bone white marble with great holes that have been drilled all throughout the exterior of it. What this does is it allows sunlight or moonlight to filter in through the outside of the edifice and seem like as you walk through this place that beams of sunlight, like you're walking through a forest and seeing the canopy Break the, the the sun's rays into into pillars and columns of radiance. Uh, it was designed in that way by its creators, uh, not only so that those buried within would constantly be basked in the, in Foltus's light, but they would also um, be. It would also repel undead who are usually uh, uh, find uh, the sun to be painful.
1: Um,
0: the other day. The reason why you have been called to Wintershiven and called to the dappled ossuary is because the two men that usually guard the burial place were found by the shift succeeding them with their necks broken. Behind them, the great metal doors of the mausoleum were torn from their hinges and tossed aside like children's toys. Clearly, whatever party is responsible for this affair is not happy to stop at murder. It now wishes to desecrate the graves of the good and holy men, such as those at rest within the edifice. You have been called to this place to investigate this in the name of the inquisitors, the witch finders. Uh, but mostly because your superior feels that um, this must have something to do with the uh, the murder or, or the inquisition that uh, saw abigail fay uh, put to the stake so it is that the two of you as you can see on the map in front of you uh, are within just within the dappled ossuary it's a 40 by 20 area very large area with three pillars stone pillars uh, right up the middle of the of the area you're side by side You've walked through the doors leading into the place. Uh, Sunshine and a uh, geezer are are tied outside. They're very. They look very nervous. The two of them. They they don't seem like they want to stay in uh, at, at their tie at their tethers. Uh, they kind of prance around a bit and and, and Winnie, uh, almost as if warning you, uh, begging you not to, to to enter the the side of this. Yet, uh, armed with your faith armed with the, uh, the knowledge that uh, that uh, Foltus is always with you, you have entered nonetheless. At this point in time, uh, I'd like one of the two of you to uh, identify yourself as c- the caller of your group, and please tell me what your marching order will be into the uh, Dabbled are. Well,
1: obviously, obviously, Luminous will be the caller. Okay. Very Not well, then. Limpy. Nah. Please,
0: agree? Luminous, then. Tell me where, what your marching order will be and what your actions will be.
1: Limpy will be behind me. I will be protecting yeah. Limpy. So, so I am going to put direct Limpy to stand behind me at all times, unless I otherwise direct Limpy to do something different. Yes, mother. Thank you, Limpy. Limpy. Shh. And first, um, Carlos, I'd like to first state an objection, uh, yes. if I can. Yes, I'd of like course. to object to the reference to Abigail Fay having been murdered. Um, my understanding is it was according to the law, and so yeah. I'd just like to note my objection to that reference to um, that justified killing. Uh, can Absolutely. I have thank you.
0: That's uh, why I I, I, I countered my, my my words, and I mentioned it as an inquisition and execution.
1: Thank you, because thank you, I want to make sure you weren't— uh, uh, absolutely yes that
0: that was that was mischaracterizing it certainly in the eyes of the uh, of the fulton faith thank you All entering right. this place um you can see that the t- the ceiling above you is 10 foot in height okay uh it's silent it's uh the scent in the air is dry it's full of ancient dust that seems like it's been it's churned for your motion how recently besides that it's been moved It's it's difficult to tell
1: so we don't see any – so if I inspected the ground, would I notice any any footprints, any move? I know I'm not a ranger, but is there anything obvious?
0: You do see a lot of disturbance in the dust around you. Um, you are not a ranger. Tracking is impossible. It it seems like it crosses itself many times. Uh, so there's clearly been a lot of motion in here. Perhaps I, uh, it was disturbed mostly by the, uh, the air – the wake of air created when the doors were thundered. In the
1: place. And what what time of day is it? Is it daylight? So it's it,
0: daylight. It is almost noon. So the light is streaming in from the outside quite quite well. However, that only means because of the inconsistency of that light, you only have about a thirty foot radius of clear light. The rest is gloom out to the vision of the map.
1: Okay. Oh I okay. see. So that light that we're seeing on the map there is what we can see. That is correct. Got it. I have uh, instituted fog of war for you. Got it. Thank you. And uh, a quick question. So uh, I've never played a paladin before. Of does, t- the detect evil up to sixty foot distance. Does that work automatically, or is it something like I have? No, to- you need to concentrate on it, and you have to declare that you wish to do it. I, I, I am. I'm telling Limpy. Shh, Limpy. Quiet. Amanda? Stop it. I'm going to detect evil. Um, I will. Yes, I would like to try to detect evil st- sixty foot. I stand distance. behind him just in case. No. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> You sense, you you extend your senses about you in a sixty foot radius. You can feel the eddies of the sunlight around you as you do that. Uh, just as it as they strike your your senses of good and evil around you, you can feel the light around you. Um, as is the uh, as as befits your standing with your God, but you sense no evil within sixty feet of you.
1: Oh, okay. I turn around to Limpy. I say. Limpy, I detect no evil within sixty feet. Good. Yes. (laughs) Okay. What's Limpy doing? Okay, so. (laughs) Mother, mother, uh... mother, what? what, what, uh, uh,
2: Why are we coming here versus going to Cyril's? Searle's Way City, if this is about the witch, why don't we go back to where the witch is?
1: We were directed to come here. These are our orders, Limpy. We do as we are directed. Do you remember? Do what? Follow the rules. Oh, I follow rules. It's First.
2: just uh, uh, we're here to find witch. Witch is back there, the, where we burned her and killed her and murdered her.
1: Yeah. Right? She deserved it. So... No, do you remember when you studied to be a cleric, limpy? You learned about this. That's sometimes spirits they, they, they leave the corporeal body and they go and they do bad things, and you got to find them and that's what we're, we're doing here. Remember we talked about this. Uh, oh okay, but uh, which you're trying to fight which which is? She's dead back there at the other town, far away. That's right. We're, we're just we're just making sure there's there's nothing here. We're like well, there's dead people here. Through. We we know that,
2: but they're different. Well, I
1: know. Do, uh, uh, okay. Mother, mother, are the dead people
2: that the uh, that killed the witch the life that she seemed nice, but you know I, I don't know. I, you you guys killed her, but uh, <laughs> she is
1: she, are they here the dead people. I don't think they have been buried here. Have they been? Wait, have they been buried? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> They've been buried the here.
0: Other, many other, in, in the Dappled uh, ossuary, it's considered to be quite a an honor to be interred within here. It is reserved for the witch finders of either of your or or current that that have died recently oh. not only has the templar has the templar marshal that led that mission been interred here but so too have those that have been murdered along with the templar marshal yeah.
1: we're 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 here limpy to protect these good people these people who did followed the, followed our religion and the true path and follow the light uh, and we need to make sure that they're protected it looks like someone's coming someone very bad is coming after them limpy so Uh, so so just follow limpy just you got your club do you have backfire your club um, yes mother I have, I have okay. uh,
2: I, I, but they're, they're not here. I mean, uh, the souls they go, they go to photos. They're, they're 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 not here. The bones are here. Why?
1: But okay, I, I, uh, you would have, that's very that's that's that is think, that is right. I think that's how it works. I, I, yeah. But, well, um, I don't know.
0: that's right. As you as you guys are having this discussion <laughs> right now, um, in your hand. Um, Lex feels very um, luminous. Lex feels very um, ill at ease. You can just tell uh-huh. the way this glow is kind of the, the the stardust is kind of rising off the blade. Uh-huh. It just seems very anxious.
1: I'm going to speak to. So I'm going to speak in lawful good. I'm going to speak to Lex and say, Lex, what are you what are you sensing? Something chaotic nearby?
0: Hey. You did not mention on your character sheet if Lex was capable of
1: speech. Oh, he has language. I got languages.
0: Oh, you do have languages. Yeah, you look at yeah. see uh, it now. I see it now. Okay, yeah. good. Um, Lex says, um, I, I, I just don't. I, I know he's your son, but Limpy is very stupid. And I don't know that I trust him guarding your back. Oh, well, this is a very dangerous place. OK, could be ambushed from all manner of places. And I just don't like this. Not at all. He all says it's right. back to you in lawful good.
1: I gotcha. So maybe. Well, I'm clearly not going to have him in front. I'm, I'm that would not be right. I need to protect limpy. But so well,
0: are you so certain of that? I mean, the the expendable soldiers always, always precede the the the, the more valuable ones.
1: That doesn't seem very I understand what you're saying, Lex, but that doesn't seem very I'm a paladin. That doesn't seem very brave. You are um, a paladin that which
0: means you are a general at war, yes. I I, I therefore I, I, I intelligence sheath, I, 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 in combat must precede valor at all times, yes.
1: I sheath Lexi. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Lexi's uh, so all right we're going we're going to i appreciate lex lexie's uh lexus advice um but i'm yeah listen i'm sorry i'm a paladin and i and i care about limpy and i'd feel terrible if anything happened to limpy okay. uh, so i'm going to uh limpy follow oh, me Let, are
2: yeah. uh, you talking i did not uh, understand i thought you were talking that the the, the,
1: the knife again i'm talking I'm talking. I'm talking to you oh, yeah. now, Limpy. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let, I'm gonna proceed down this. I'm gonna proceed forward. Okay. Follow me. You
0: proceed forward, and you proceed forward all the way to the intersection. Uh, at what distance, Limpy? Do you follow behind? Uh, uh I
1: mean, what is
2: he, he is limping. I, I'm, I'm slow. It's she's walking pretty quick. Uh, I try to stay because uh, this is scary. Uh, I'm gonna try to stay like. I'm I'm going if she moves too fast. So I'm going to try to stay within ten feet of her, whatever that is. You know, are you going to um,
0: are you going to uh, allow uh, Limpy to catch up, Limpet?
1: Yes, I will. Absolutely, I'm going to keep looking back. I'm not getting Limpy's not going to be out of my sight. I'm this the only adventure I can have with Limpy per the player's handbook. I'm not going to let Limpy die on my watch. Limpy, you're not dying today luminous uh,
0: as you get to the intersection okay there's a quarter that stretches to the east and the west along it you can see uh doors metal heavy door iron doors uh script written in that in most of them um it looks like there's a silver illumination on all of them uh clearly the crypts of the dead
1: got it okay um Will you go to the left, or would you like to go to the right? Limpy, what do you think? This is an important decision for you. What do you – to make this for the party, Limpy, left or to right? Hmm. Do you understand? Okay, left, left is this way, Limpy, <laughs> and right is this way. Does that help?
2: Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you need to remind you? Did you forget no, which way? No, it was? I I got <laughs> – I think that
1: uh, – Right is right. So, right. That's very wise of you, Limpy. Lim- limpy. <laughs> limpy. <laughs> limpy very, that's very wise of you. Right is right. Let's not forget Limpy's chance of spell right failure. Is right
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I haven't forgotten Limpy's chance of spell failure. Okay. <laughs> okay so we'll okay, head down the right corridor. Okay. Yes. Um, again, the air is still... It's full of ancient dust. It's deadly silent within the room um, it, or within the, the corridor. Uh, you begin, Luminous, to head down the corridor.
1: I would like to – so am I passing a – when I pass that first door, Carlos, uh-huh. I remember I am keen-eared, and I know this would be a roll by you, not by me. But I have a four twenty chance because I'm keen-eared. I would like to – I say, limp – oh, I'm going to have to take – ooh, wait. I'm going to have to take off my helmet and all that stuff. That's going to take time. Ugh, and that could be risky. Um, uh, nah. Limpy, you're very smart and wise. What do you think? Should I listen at this door? Uh, there are dead people here. What are you listening for, Mama? Mother, oh, make sure nothing, making sure there's nothing
2: to, disturbing well, the dad. I, I look. I, does the door look? Is it? Does it look like it's been open? It looks pretty cool.
0: Uh was you, you Limpy is pounding on the door. Uh um, oh, you just geez. hear this iron echo. Um, um it kind lim- of echoes uh. in the hallways.
2: Uh, uh all around. I don't hear anything,
1: mother. Oh, he's Limpy. In oh. the
0: wake of the echo, in the wake of the knocking, uh you don't hear any motion, you don't hear any sound.
1: No drums start? Nope, nothing. Uh, happens. Uh, it's, they're dead people here, mother.
2: Okay, Our let's let's let We should be fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, lim- you
0: can see the names of uh, of of former paladins and priests of yore. Some of which you've heard their names in the past. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the end of the hallway, through the gloom, uh, at the uh, through the gloom, you can see the end of the corridor as it bends to the north.
1: Oh. Okay. Oh, limpy. What spells did you memorize? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I have I have some really good ones. Any did, did you remember to memorize yeah, spells no,
2: I, 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 like we talked I, about? I do. I have some wonderful spells. I have, uh, you know, because this is a, a oh, undead God. place, right? So I have I have um, resist cold because uh, it could get cold. Oh. It's cold in a tomb. Yeah, the cold touch of undead. Right, cold, Very. cold tomb and. And I have Purify Food and Drink, because uh, dead people, not good. And, and then I have
1: uh, uh, Speak with Animals. I love animals. <laughs> Excellent, because we're going to the zoo after. Well, I'm going to take you to the zoo as a reward after well, this. Uh, there are rats. Could, like we always do. could be do. rats here. Rats. There's <laughs> Very good. And, and what about? Is that it? Uh, yeah, that's all I can do. Oh, okay. I, said, sp- okay. Foltus,
2: please help me. help me speak with animals. And and then, oh, okay. I, 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 I can do that when I want when I want to.
1: <laughs> you know, I, hey, Limpy, I hope we find an empty chamber here. So we can just go ahead and and, and set that up for you. Um, okay, so uh, we're gonna I'm gonna proceed down, Limpy. I think that we should basically scope out this place first before we start messing with doors. Okay. So follow okay. me, Limpy. Okay, I'm Limpy. Uh, lim- lim- is-
0: I presume that you're gonna go all the way to the end of the corridor. That again? is
1: correct, sir. That is yes, and 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 then uh, yes, when I get to the end of the corridor, I would like to then, unless something attacks me, I would like to. Pause and try to detect evil.
0: Um, you pause. Uh, you focus your your mind on whether you know the the, the sensations around you, the auras around you, and nothing responds to you. Nothing evil seems to, okay. to rise to you. Okay. All right, Limpy, follow Limpy, me. I, Limpy, I would like um you to roll me a six-sided. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Okay. Oh, Limpy, uh, five.
0: Okay. Please tell me what you're going to do while, uh, um,
1: luminous. Oh, you mean just so as as limpy, I mean, I'm always looking back to see if limpy's tagging oh, along. No, limpy's you hear me. I, I, I mean, that's, that's, seems, I've got a club. Gotcha.
0: club a, like, <coughs> limpy, <coughs> it does make you feel pretty good that your mom is so concerned about you that she,
1: uh, uh, she keeps looking. That's back. my mom. Yeah. That's mom. Yeah.
2: That's mom. Yeah. That's mom. That's Bob.
1: That's, that's That's right. So um, I'm going to proceed down that passageway. oh Hold on. Come on, Limpy. Hold on. Come on, Limpy. Okay.
0: You start heading down the passageway. Okay. I'd also like you to roll me um, a luminous while you're doing that. Roll me a d6, please.
1: Okay. A six. You're
0: heading down the passageway. It's very quiet. It's very still okay so we as see- you get closer closer and closer um, you notice that the door on your left right ahead of you the writing is not in silver the script that's on it is not in silver it is actually in gold okay.
1: can I can I read the inscription
0: yes it is written in uh, the lawful good Um It's written in the lawful good uh, uh, language. And what it says is, um, it is, uh, here lies um, uh, Lady Lenoreth Alainden. You recognize right away that that was the previous Witchfinder General. uh, Previous to the current one, uh, uh, Witchfinder General Savard. Uh, She was... um, Uh, She was a very, she supposedly served at the, at the elbow of, uh, of the, uh, the theocracy for 70 years before her death. So she was very well known, very well respected.
1: Okay, are these are these doors, Carlos? Do I sense I would be able to maybe hear something through them? Or they just appear to be no, so actually thick away from so time?
0: thick that you don't get the impression you probably would hear something through them, it, even if you listened hard? Got um, it. The thing is, also they look extremely heavy. Um, you might need Limpy's help to open them. Wow.
1: Okay. Does this door appear to have been disturbed? I look I know I'm standing there, so I may have messed stuff up below me, but do I see any disturbance of the door um, below in front? Actually
0: Yeah. It does look like it's been disturbed. Mm.
1: Okay. In in what manner? The door or the door looks like it's been disturbed? And so in what manner?
0: Uh yeah, it looks like it's been opened recently. The the, <laughs> the dust at the foot of it seems like it's been disturbed. It's been moved. I, I see. Limpy,
1: look at this. Uh, Do you see this? It looks like the door's been opened. Limpy,
0: roll me another six-sided,
1: please. Uh, Four. Continue. Okay. Limpy, I think something has gone in here recently disturbing the former Witchfinder general.
2: How long has she been
0: dead? A good 20 years. Uh, A good 20 Uh, years. She would have
1: came out. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that's not good. Oh, no, no, I don't think it's her. It might be, but that would be bad. Wow. So I think this is very troubling. Anyone who would disturb. This is a great affront Heresy. to Fulton. <laughs> Judgment. You Judgment. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Limpy. Yeah. You, you open the door. Well. Yes, li- Okay, I am Don't limpy. you dare call me Limpy. <laughs> Wait, <who's that? laughs> With, i said all,
0: that you almost called me limpy
1: carlos limpy no, no that was a big mistake uh <laughs> withdrawn so no no limpy limpy yeah. limpy oh, proper. Uh, limpy um i'm gonna need your i might need your help here and so what is the me- is there a mechanism to open the door handle of some kind uh
0: yeah there's a door yeah. handle right there um, um one more six sider for me if you would please dan
1: yes a four
0: Ahead of you, hear something that sounds like the jingling of coins across marble, like across the floor. It's echoing gently ahead of you.
1: Oh, I say,
0: Do you hear that limpy? Did you hear yeah. that? Your hand's right on the door about ready to open it. You hear that jingling noise.
1: Oh, I let go of the door. Does the jingling stop? Yeah, no, no. The jingling continues. Oh, OK. Do you hear that jingling? Yeah limpy yeah yeah Yeah. okay let's um, quiet
0: and still in the hallway
1: mm, what kind of lights all right so so what can we oh yeah so it's from all right let's let's move up very slowly limpy don't you think
2: yeah yes mother
1: yes mother okay Okay. you begin to head
0: forward kind of creeping through the darkness it slows your movement rate down just slightly, but not and so much that it, it actually, in a way it, it sort of helps you because it uh, allows limpy to, to stay very close to you. And,
1: and, and, and Carlos, while I'm waiting for limpy to limp along, I'd like to try to detect evil.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Roll me or excuse me. Um, you extend your senses out again. This, the sound of the jingling coming closer. Um, it's, it's sounds like, it's moving away from you, but slower than you're moving towards it. Okay, um, it is within the envelope of your senses. You're sure you do not sense evil from it.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: But not- uh, passing more uh, na- doors, uh, you're pat- One of the doors you're passing right now belongs to one of the men that was with you on that fateful mission. Saw Abigail Fay murdered, or. I should say, execute. Past judgment.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. This is very. I, Limpy, I would be tempted to, to loose an arrow, but I don't know what this is. I would hate to shoot an arrow at a restless spirit, perhaps, or soul of one of these great men. Let's advance, I say. What do you think, Limpy? Y- y-
2: yes, advance.
1: Yes, that's, that's you continue the forward th- the threat. We do, we do continue forward, but I'm yes, but I'm unsheathing Lex. But I'm saying Lex, I hate after, it when you do that. I come on, Lex, Lex we talked about this.
0: God, yes, we did like talk living. about this, and you said you weren't just gonna she me to shut me up anymore.
1: Well, you know, last time you gave advice, you remember what happened, okay? Yeah, and I you, remember I what happened, but that was that was a total
0: total, uh, accident. Uh, how was I supposed to know the thing
1: was untethered? It was obvious. Oh my God, Lex. Okay, yeah. You Lex. got
0: eyes. Okay. I don't
1: Lex. Do you, do you sense chaos within, well, I was within 10 feet. Oh geez. All right. I'm going to sheath you. You tell me, Shh. but if you sense chaos, you tell me, okay, Lex. Right. Got it. All right, I'm gonna I, going to actually Lex, going forward. I don't forward. sense chaos around me. Got it. All right, let's go. Come on, Limpy. You heard All that, right. right?
0: You can hear that, don't you? yeah That's that jingling noise. I do. Do I? I do. Yeah, it's it's kind of an echo. It sounds like somebody's coin purse.
1: Is it? Is it? The, Carlos, does it seem to be moving away from us? Yeah, or it's moving away out? from
0: you, but slower than you're moving towards it.
1: Okay, good. So it's getting, okay, all right, got it. So we're like, we've seen like we're getting ground. All right, I'd like to go up that corner and peek around that corner. Come on, Limpy. Okay, Mother. I come with you. Get
0: to the corner. You start to peek around the corner. Uh, James, please roll me another 6 side.: uh-huh. You get to the corner. Two. This is what you see at the corner. About maybe 10 feet away from you, just around the bend, there's a coin purse. It is dragging across the ground. It is connected to a very short string, which is connected to this kind of glowing, greenish shape in midair. The shape seems like it's the shape of a young girl, maybe 15 years old or so. It just kind of looks back at you and it continues to pull it down the hallway like a wagon.
1: Carlos, is it possible? Do I recognize? Cause I was, we were there when. Yeah, yeah but
0: this does not look, it, it's too vague. It's too hard to tell what it
1: might be. Got it. Uh,
0: it, it just it doesn't to you look like anything.
1: Got it. Okay. And, but with we-
0: Faye
1: was, was that age, though it, it, it Yeah, definitely was that age. Got it. Okay, thank you. As you're continuing down the
0: hallway, uh, looking at this thing, I need both of you to roll me a 20 cider, please.
1: Okay. I rolled a three.
0: Yeah. You're sitting there watching this, um, and you're... Uh, it just kind of trying to figure out what it is more than anything. And uh as you do um as you're as you're kind of watching it more and more um the uh all of a sudden the sound of it the jingling sound of it just becomes deeper in volume and bass it becomes this sound of clink clink Clink, clink! It's making all these weird, echoey noises into the into into the into the sound of it.
1: Do we do we still see it, or is it out of our?
0: Uh, no, it's within your range to see. Oh, I'm going. Yeah, the- uh, but you're um you're sitting there listening to it, and it may, it's making this. Like I said, it's making this weird clinking, strange noise that you can't really. Um, identify. It's making this, and the sounds it's making are just like this. It's otherworldly,
2: basically. Yeah,
0: it's like... Yeah, it's warbling. okay.
1: Limpy, this is an affront to this holy place. I think... When
0: you say that, as soon as you speak, Limpy you realize exactly, well actually, I shouldn't say Limpy realizes it, um, it's actually uh, you that realize it. Um, uh, Luminous, Uh, luminous. You hear yourself speaking, and you say the words to Limpy. It's oh, your mouth. the The sounds that are coming out of your mouth are coming out so slow. Oh no! And you turn around behind you to look at Limpy, and you see a shat something behind you in the darkness. Something a figure of some kind. Oh both of you uh, roll me a six sider for initiative.
1: Ah uh, uh, Limpy, you're supposed to have my back. Right, right behind you. <laughs> a
2: one. I rolled a one as well. Oh you <laughs> gotta be kidding. We both well, rolled a one. This
0: figure in the darkness is moving so incredibly fast that. It's almost blinding in speed towards you. It is a 15-year-old girl with black hair that has been eaten away by moths. Her face was once pale and porcelain, and now it's rotting away with maggots crawling through it. A worm is exiting out of one of her eyes. She opens her mouth to say something to you and nothing but black coagulated blood pours forth. Limpy, before you can even really say anything to this person or whatever this creature is. You see this yourself, Luminous the creature has its hands around limpy's neck and is squeezing the neck you hear this high pitched whining horrific sound this 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 cackling noise it's it's echoing in your ears it's, it's this madcap laughter that is it, <laughs> and she's saying something, but it's going so fast past you, it's impossible to say what it is. No, it's like TikTok on uh, steroids. Uh. I-, I need both of you to roll me a, a saving throw. Uh, right. Carlos,
1: can I ask you, too, is this sort of all happening in kind of slow motion? or It is it- happening in
0: slow motion, and that's what makes it so horrifying. It's that slow motion car crash that you can't escape. You realize that you're just... Along for the ride, right?
2: You oh. escape it. What are you going to do? What'd you get? Uh, let's see. Five. I rolled a six, and with, I don't know. I, I have a, a nine wisdom, so I don't think I get a bone. Uh, th- and my dex is three, so if it's a dex, if it has any dex, a, a you are absolutely rooted to the spot,
0: Limpy, as this thing is crushing down on your neck. Ah, I need you to God. take. Oh, sixteen points of damage. Ah, for him. You oh, feel, you hear Limpy's neck. Something and it cracks. His ah. Adam's apple crush underneath these fingers. They're drawing blood across the half orc's neck. It's not dead. Yet. Oh yeah, I'm it is. Dead. Never mind. Limpy ah. dies <laughs> of a Crushed windpipe. As the thing tosses Limpy down the hallway away from her, careening. Uh, The dead body just crunching down the hallway. So quickly, it just rushes past it. Luminous, you've never felt fear before in your life. You're a paladin. It's an unknown quantity to you. And yet you find yourself rooted to the spot by this thing, this horror that has its hands around your neck in an instant, giggling and cackling, It says, "I still feel it. I still feel the flames as it crushes your neck down. Take fifteen. So possibly strong.
1: What are you going to do?" Oh, well, if if I can do it, I am going to try to take you know Lex uh, and and draw Lex and 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 if I can say it in the name of Foltis, you know, be gone, you foul creature. Reach down in the name you
0: feel your neck choking out you can't almost get the words out. everything is in slow motion you're trying to pull it out make me another saving throw and in the meantime take 20
1: oh my god that's 20 plus so that was 15 yep. so that's 35 so I'm down to 22 yep. I get plus 2 on all saves I rolled a 14 right so I pound as so I believe you get plus 2 on all saves right mm-hmm. so I get so 16
0: You feel yourself not rooted to the spot anymore, but you're going so slow. Make me a 20-sider to hit.
1: Okay. Oh, come on. 16, and I've got a strength. I'm a plus one to hit. Yep, that's a hit. Please roll me your D8 for damage. Yes. So I assume it's not large, it's medium. It's medium. Mm -hmm. Okay, come on, Lex. Come on, Lex. Lex. This is the pointy one, right? 8 sided Okay, come on, Lex. An eight plus three to damage plus two because it's plus two right so that's you plus five.
0: hit her square across the top of the chest you hit her one of the arms when it hits it you sink into rotting flesh that just kind of disintegrates around the it makes a sickening noise as you sever you sever the arm off of her you cut into her torso deeply the arm that is holding your neck is still squeezing down It's (laughs) writhing in the air squiggling around and it's still (laughs) squeezing down. He laughs. You can't kill me twice. She hisses.
1: Take another 15. Oh, I'm down to seven. I believe. Okay.
0: (laughs) You're falling back on your knee. Lex is is screaming something in slow motion to you. (gasps) it's too late die as i died i'm feeling good you're feeling everything going to black as you take 12 you feel your neck something pops and you realize it's one of your eyeballs Aww. From the pressure, blood is streaming down your face. Your eye, eye is ruined. You've neck see. crushing underneath her fingers as she squeezes down and pulls you close. Looks at you in the last words you hear. I was innocent. I was innocent. It, can,
1: I, can, I, can, I, can I roll to get out a final word? Like give me a roll, a chance to say something? Make me a 20, please. Oh, I that was cockeyed. Ooh, a five.
0: And the last moment of your life, uh, as your eyes are, as sight is dwindling down to a single point, you realize you can't even get the last word out through your ruined neck. She finally shut and up. crushes your neck. The last Bye. thing you see as you collapse to the ground and you're looking up with the dappled light coming through the ossuary onto you. She looks up. She smiles. Opens up her arms wide. It is over. At last. It is over. As you see light, the last light of your life, she disintegrates into dust into the into the ossuary. And that, my friends, is your incomprehensible death. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, Thank you, Carlos. Hey, no problem. The scenario was called the dappled ossuary, as as I mentioned. Um, Abigail was a creature from the fiend folio called a revenant. Oh. But Abigail, because Re- what people don't remember about revenants is that they can actually still use their spells that they had when they were alive. This is why you couldn't detect her as evil. She wasn't evil. She was neutral. I see. Because the Revenants are neutral. She couldn't be turned because Revenants can't be turned. And uh, the spell that she cast on you, the first thing she did was she had uh, Unseen Servant pulling a coin purse around the corner. That's all it was done. It was a distraction well, well so that played. she could sneak up on you invisibly and cast slow on you. And when she did, it was
2: all over, but the
0: crying.
2: Well, it was all oh, over yeah, what but you- the crying before me because I had 12 hit points and uh, three, three strengths, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At one point, at one point of these, Dan, you're going to have to give James a few more hit points. Are uh, you going to give him
1: a better character? I disagree.
0: Um, yeah this this is a uh, this was a, a six page module, uh, it's got a fully realized background and everything like that. I'm gonna be making it available on my Patreon and I'm gonna send uh, giving you guys a copy as well. So,
1: thank you. That was that was great. No
0: problem. Yeah the 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 revenant is a really nasty character uh, a real nasty creature. I've loved that that monster since I was a kid and I've always wanted to use one in a game.
2: Um, I finally got a chance to use it. Yes, them. and, and so I'm and really taking advantage of the uh, that they're not, like you said, they're not evil. So we, we... yep, mm-hmm. yeah
0: that I um that was the thing too when you're you, playing with expert players, and I consider you guys to be expert level players. Um, you have to disguise a little bit some of the things you do. Um, and one of the things I did was, like you said. I used the fact that I knew they weren't evil because I knew what you guys were going to try and do. You're going into this this necropolis. The first thing you're thinking of is undead, undead, undead. And you weren't wrong. It's just the undead type that I used was, I knew would would vex most of the uh, most common player responses to deal with undead. Yes, and,
2: and when you give, uh, when my character is a lawful neutral problems with turning. It's a uh, yeah, it's a little problematic, which was fine, which was great. I'm glad I had this was the one time having less hit points was good. I didn't have to worry about anything. You take you take no, 16. Okay, good. I have 12. Yep. I'm dead. End of the, end of. <laughs> it. Um
0: you'll oh, notice that the um you'll notice that the uh the, the Revenant is capable of doing 2 to 16 points of damage. I uh, had her precast strength before the combat. In fact, the scenario Suggest that she precasts a certain number of spells before then. Uh, the spells that she had active at that point in time, because you'd given her plenty of time, you'd made that noise. So the first thing she did was cast uh, Clairvoyance to figure out where you were. Set up the distraction. And afterwards, we had the following things running. Where are we? Dappled us. Where we? Uh, we had... No, not mine, Blake. No, she had... Um, She had unseen servant protection from normal missiles, strength, and invisibility.
1: So, what was so? Abigail was a magic user. Abigail oh. was a magic user when she died.
0: No, 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 I'm sorry, I take that back. She was not a magic user. She was a member of the witch class.
1: Oh, from oh, from, from Dragon it. Magazine.
0: Yeah, from Dragon Magazine. I wanted to use the witch class because it's one of my fa- That is one of my all-time favorite Dragon magazines. I know that you guys review Dragon magazines. I love mm-hmm. that episode. So I kind of wanted my nod to Halloween as well as you know the overt one. That was kind of my my in joke. Um,
1: very cool. cool. So she had the spells. So yeah, so 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 she And the final
0: and and the final words of the module are if Abigail is slain by the PC, she will utter a few last words before death. She'll explain who she is and why she's come to them because they're they are wicked men with narrow minds that brutally put to death an innocent young girl full of light and life whose only crime was that she had been blessed by the gods of nature to apply its forces. She'll curse her killers for their black hearts a final time, then fall to dust. There were is concluded her words may resonate with the PCs. Indeed, they have much to answer for. And it may well be that their devotion to Fultis's dogma has blinded them to the truth of goodness. If Abigail... In avenging her murder, the scenario is likewise concluded. The wicked are no more, and the meek and innocent have triumphed over those that would use their might to trample them callously underfoot. In the heavens, boltus broods over his defeat. And yet, in the songs songs of the wind and the silent harmonies of the earth, nature rejoices. Justice has at last been served.
2: Hey, Carlos, that was great. Can I ask hey you a Carlos, question hey about, you about— Just can you stop your sharing? I'm having some audio issues. It may be because of the sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stop my sharing right Thanks. now. I'm not sure if it's
1: that, but th- thanks. Oh, see, oh, see, now I see you guys. See, now I I can see. Um, Carlos, would luminous? In your opinion, would luminous and limpy still ascend to the plane where Foltis is? And so,
0: absolutely, is- they would. Okay, they would so- absolutely. Foltis would would uh, would uh, get them to ascend to Nirvana where they belong.
1: And that is—is is this Foltis? I mean, I've got actually got James actually got me this. Yep. That's, that's, that's our
0: guy. That's our guy. Yeah. Uh, I would screen share the icon I was using on her for her, but uh, it's going to make you not be able to see anything. So I won't.
1: Got it. And what's so, yeah. And so the plane Arcadia, so we're going to Arcadia.
0: Oh, it's Arcadia. For, forgive me. For some reason I thought
1: oh. it was Nirvana, but oh, no, that's, no, that's fine. And, and I didn't mean to correct you. I was just looking it up. I'd no, no, that's all good.
0: That. It's all good. I, I should remember that that was absolute lawful neutral.
1: That's what it is. Arcadia is lawful neutral.
0: No, um, it, uh uh, Nirvana is, because that's oh. where all the Bodrons are. Yeah. So what's Arcadia? Oh, now I can see you guys. What's Arcadia? It's the split between. I wonder. Is Arcadia a split between? is in between. It's 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 lawful neutral with good tendencies, if I remember
1: right. Oh, got it. Okay, so it's not so bad. So luminous and limpy. So, okay. So, all right. So yeah. all ends well.
0: Uh, actually, I love the characters that you guys came up with, and, and and to respond to it, I had to make you guys a little bit more of a involved scenario. I didn't want to give you guys some jabroni c- scenario.
1: That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. So that was really a lot of fun. So
2: with that, we should probably roll D10, uh, Carlos, since you're our guest, for our how well our event is. So it's in your hands. Yeah,
0: I'd be happy to. Here was the event. The event was... Hey, you guys will be
2: happy. It's a nine. nine. That wow. makes perfect sense.
1: I agree with that. That was a, a good, episode. good episode. We had,
2: had we had uh, blueberries. We had gave away things. <laughs> we had Carlos on. It was a lot of fun. Um, again, thanks thanks so much to, uh, you know. I think people realize the quality and how much time you put into it. So it's always nice that uh, you take time out of your busy schedule. So uh, if you if people want to play with you, um, uh, you know, because I'm sure after seeing this, it's a lot of fun uh the they can be a patron that you have a special patron uh yeah, i have special patron
0: do? tiers in which i run games uh campaign games for people i have uh patron uh tiers at which you can purchase a one shot or you could just catch me at a convention or at a special event like for example i'm doing a uh i'm doing my um uh uh charity event here in january and you know people are gonna be able to get in on those and you know, I'm inviting all kinds of people to that thing, and you know, you'll be able to see some okay. VIPs. Uh, two of the people okay. that
2: are invited are my two good friends, Dan and James. Yeah, that's right. We'll be playing January second. be yeah. uh, getting over our hangovers and watching yeah. a lot of college football, and
0: and this
2: one isn't a clear death shot either
1: so you'll have a chance oh. to actually survive this well carlos since you 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 liked these uh pcs feel free to have james play limpy again if i'm sure
0: i don't think i'll do that though i don't think i think i gotta give james a little bit more than that okay
2: <laughs> playing it's not a stretch to me to play someone who's who's barely functional it's not a problem, That's <laughs> a problem.
0: Well, well you had a barely functional dm so i mean
2: this is what you get.
1: <laughs> well,
2: again, thank you so much, Carlos, for your time. We really appreciate uh, you spaying on the whole time. And for all those who are listening, have a happy Halloween. We'll see you in a couple weeks for so for a grog talk. I'm James. I'm Dan. I'm Carlos. And we will see you. And this is Carlos. Go ahead. Thanks so much, Carlos. And we'll see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. Bye, guys. This is a Bushy puppy production. All rights reserved.